0: Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is trying to persuade Arizona Republican Governor Doug Ducey to name outgoing Congresswoman Martha McSally to succeed Senator John Kyle, who said he would only serve for Senator John McCain, who passed away earlier this year, on a temporary basis. It's beyond busy at Hartfield-Jackson International with people getting out of town. USA Radio Network's Robin Walensky report some folks definitely in the Thanksgiving holiday spirit. Gobble gobble, it's going to be busy.
1: He did just say gobble gobble, right?
2: Yeah, gobble gobble. That's what my little son loves to say every Thanksgiving. He's four. Yeah.
1: Deonte, a super friendly skycap here at Southwest, busy helping Thanksgiving travelers with their bags. What's the mood of most of the people you're taking care of? They're crazy. The Thanksgiving travelers in a good mood, heading to cities where the weather is warm.
0: Phoenix, Arizona, it's 80 degrees. There's snow on the ground in Chicago.
1: Is that where
3: you Yes. (laughs)
0: Stay safe out there, Robin, and AAA expects 54 million people to travel this Thanksgiving. You're listening to USA Radio News.
4: Live from the Grace Broadcasting Studios in Covington, Tennessee. It's Adam and Chad, bringing you the latest in sports from a local perspective every Tuesday night. And now, your hosts, Adam Craig and Chad Gatlin.
5: Welcome in, welcome in, Adam and Chad. U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM, the U.S. 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live, big show. Got a lot to talk about tonight. Week 13, college football, the NFL, the Titans, what's going on there? Back down again? Predators back on top in the NHL. We've got Brandon Reed coming on to give us give us his NFL takes. Got Jeff Ireland coming on to talk about high school football. Covington into the state semifinals they'll host this weekend. And as always, our college football picks, exciting show. Numerous ways you can participate and listen to the show after it airs. Adam, cool man. Right, you catch us, Adam Ted Sports on Twitter. That'd be on
6: also catch us right here live on Facebook. If you miss us live, you can catch us to be here every day after the show, all day long. Also, if you want to catch us on an app, you got iTunes, iHeart, and speaker.com. And if you want to give us a call, it's
5: 901 475 9355. And uh, we will kick it all off the same way we do each and every show, and that is with a weekly sports update The Rundown. In college football, Alabama was tied with Citadel at the half 10-10, and it looked like the biggest upset of the season, and maybe all time, was brewing. But it wasn't to be, as the tide racked up 40 second-half points and held the Bulldogs only one more score, winning the game 50-17. Memphis was able to get the 28-18 victory over SMU on Friday night. They'll play Houston on Saturday with the winner, becoming the AAC West champion, and going on to play Central Florida in the American Athletic Conference game title game next week. After two weeks of great performances, the Titans laid an egg against the Colts on Sunday, losing 38-10. Quarterback Marcus Mariota went out with an injury and is questionable for this week's game against division foe Houston. Coach Mike Grable called the injury a stinger. Memphis Tigers basketball first year. Coach Penny Hardaway got a big win in recruiting today. Team Penny and East High School standout James Wiseman committed to the U of M in a press conference today. Wiseman is widely considered to be the number one overall recruit in the country for 2019. He's a 7-foot, 230-pound center. The Tigers take on Oklahoma State on Thanksgiving at 2.30 p.m. Coverage will begin at 1 on U.S. 51 Country, your home of Tiger hoops. In high school football, Covington got the shutout over Milan 22-0. Haywood defeated Dyersburg 47-14. And Fayette Academy fell on a close one to friendship, Christian 14-17. Covington will face upstart Stratford on Friday at 7 p.m. in Covington for the state semifinal on WKBL 12:50 a.m. and the WKBL app. Haywood will also compete in the state semifinal match up against Springfield. That game will be on a neutral field at Jackson Christian School. That is the rundown and adam as we move into the discussion tonight first thing on the agenda penny signs james wiseman and i tweeted out earlier it's not that i'm not happy about this by the way it is a big deal first time uh well espn's only been keeping up with uh recruiting rankings since oh seven uh, but it's only the second time since then that Memphis has gotten a top ten recruit, a top ten ESPN recruit. Uh, now, not to say Derrick Rose was obviously a top ten recruit. Right. He came before the uh, rankings system um, from ESPN, Rivals, and everybody else had theirs. Uh, but, uh, this, so, uh, since Adonis Thomas, uh, in 2011, he is the highest ranked recruit and he, he may be the highest ranked recruit ever. James Wiseman, seven foot, 230 pounds center and, uh, very athletic, got decent handles, can shoot a little bit, uh, needs to work on his jumper a little bit, but, uh, he's got a lot of skills. Uh, they're calling him a unicorn. Uh, it's kind of like they did the Greek freak because he's so big and yet, uh, he's skillful. The, uh, uh, and, but the only thing is, I guess he buys his own hype. Cause he brought a stuffed unicorn in a Memphis Jersey to the press conference today. And he had a press conference on ESPN to announce his decision. It just, I, I, and, and so my question is, while I'm ecstatic that, uh, he decided to stay with Penny, Penny coached him on team Penny, Penny coached him at East high school. And I'm ecstatic. They decided to stay with Penny. I was pretty sure he would. I mean, that's pretty hard to overcome. Even if you're John Calipari, um, but I do want to say that the level of excitement in the city over getting, or even before he chose, over potentially getting a recruit is greater than the level of excitement over the product that's on the court. And I, I went, and, and so I tweeted out, and I mean this sincerely, when did we become a fan base that got more excited about recruiting than we get about the actual games? Have we lost sight as a fan base of what we're actually doing here? We're trying to win championships. We're not trying to win recruiting battles. Now, yeah, recruiting battles get you there. And and it is important. And there was some fanfare when Derrick Rose came to town. I remember billboards and stuff like that. So there was some fanfare then. And it is a big deal. But at the same time it's uh people are celebrating like you've already won a national title it still has to happen now i will say this the last time people were this excited about a recruit was Derek rose he did that team when he joined the team that team went to a national championship and now before he joined the team they had been to two or three straight elite eights so They needed that one extra piece. This team remains to kind of be seen how far along they'll be before Wiseman joins, but uh, there's definitely a lot to look forward to. It just seems a little absurd to me at the level of discourse and excitement and uh, I, I can't think of the word, but just the level of coverage and time spent talking about recruits rather than the basketball team that's in the middle of a season right now. The season started. They're playing games. They just had an amazing double overtime game against Yale. One of the better games you'll see. It was a great basketball game. It was thrilling. Four guys from Yale failed out, uh, fouled out. They basically out, uh, outlasted them physically until Yale just didn't have anything left. And Memphis just refused to go away until they finally won that game. It was great. It was amazing, and we should be celebrating more of that, I think. Now, I'm not knocking on Penny or James Wiseman, so don't take it that way, because I think some people take it that way, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that uh, there's, there are things to look at that are actually happening on the field of competition right now. One, the basketball team looks better than most people thought it would be, honestly. Most people didn't think they would hang with a high-level team like LSU for more than a half. And they were in the game the entire game. They beat Yale in double overtime, and Yale's no joke. Yale has this three point shooter that is insane. They're looking pretty good. We'll see what they got against Oklahoma State on Thanksgiving, and then they, they have the potential to play Villanova in uh, the upcoming tournament. So we'll you know, we, we will see what they're made of. Yeah, they but they're looking pr- they're looking better to me. To me, they look better than I expected, but I didn't put high expectations on it. Most of these guys were recruited by Tubby Smith. They lost their coach. Now Penny comes in. It's not that none of them like them, but sometimes it takes time for stuff to gel. There's a couple of new guys on the team, and you would think it took a little time to gel. It hasn't taken any time. These guys look like they've been playing together forever. It was really impressive. It's impressive to me what they've been able to do, and I have a lot uh, higher hopes i guess for this team than i did coming into the season whereas i thought i thought just an nit bid would be overachieving for this team coming into the season now i'm thinking that it's not out of the question for them to make an ncaa bid this season it's very impressive i'm impressed with the way penny coaches i'm impressed with the way he handles the game he seems to have a very good grasp of coaching situationally um the players seem to have a good grasp of situations as well in basketball. Uh, I, I, I'm really impressed with the team on the floor. So that's one. That's one that, it, yes, okay, so the James Wiseman thing is big, but to me when you put so much on it, you're like throwing away the team. You're, you're just telling the team now that, uh, hey, we don't care anything about you guys. We just wait until next year. And, that, you know, that shouldn't be the case because don't sleep on this team. Second, you've got a football team at the same university that is competing for the West Division Championship this Friday. They played their way back, and, yeah, it's because of Goofy's situation where it's going to be a three-way tie uh, if they win, and that's what will get them in. But what did we say, four, five, maybe six weeks ago on this show, we said uh, they, they're they already out of the division race? Yeah. Well, they, technically, and now they're they back in? Were,
6: technically they were. It's just that the other teams – helped them they got a whole lot of help over. well that's the that's, true, that's true that's true like, but what i'm saying my we, point I mean, is
5: this my point is this there are actual things happening on the actual field of play for the university of memphis right now that are huge and that should be celebrated every bit as much as a guy signing a piece of paper with a stuffed unicorn yeah, now I, that's that was, not taking anything away from how good i think james wiseman will be he will be good he right. will be great but he also will be a one and done too and that's fine i don't yeah. care about that he'll be great but I don't need to look ahead to next year because I got plenty to look at this year right now. That's what I'm saying. There's plenty to be excited about today as a Memphis Tiger fan. Yeah, well, and then, but that's way, we've had that problem
6: all year with it. They've just been focused. It's always been about Penny, even during the football season, which is fine, you know, it's great. He's here and he's good and all. And then this whole thing with the recruiting, he's been picking up recruits, but it's almost like, all like you said, it's distracting from what's going on right now. I mean, now we're in basketball season, so yeah, you can fail him. But the recruiting, says this guy's next year, yeah, it's great, he's got a number, you know, he's the number one overall. All oh, he's stolen from Kentucky, but there's no big shocker that let's see, Penny coached this kid already, he's from this area. I mean, he's from, he goes to East. That if it was somebody, say, in California or something way away from here and they got him away from Duke and Kentucky and he was the number one overall and Penny had never coached him didn't have any relationship with the kid I'd be a lot more impressed but I mean still good I mean this is a big deal huge but like I said, the football stuff has kind of got pushed aside now. They're back in the West. This game is the Western Division Championship this Saturday. Yeah, and we'll talk about this that Friday a little bit Houston, later because so.
5: there's a lot of craziness with that, and, uh, and it's, uh, you should really be paying attention to this. Uh, but uh, back to uh, James Wiseman. Now, let me say uh, this is huge for Penny in year one to get a top recruit. Now, like you said, it's not a big surprise because he's coached a guy for the last four years or whatever. Uh, he has a, He already had a relationship with the guy. It's also great to steal something from Calipari, right? Oh yeah. I mean, honestly, and this is true. People will say this as a slight on Tubby, and to me, it's not really. But this kid wouldn't have come here. He would have went to Kentucky if Tubby was here.
6: He's at or somewhere else. Yeah, but uh, more likely Kentucky.
5: It, it would have been Kentucky. Come on, uh, he was never going to go to Vanderbilt or any of the other ones. He, uh, you know, you take free trips when you get them, but, uh, he, he was going to Kentucky. Then Penny became the coach and he decided to stick with Penny. That was it. And it's just amazing. And, you know, you just hope that it made Calipari mad. I think most, most fans just hope it made Calipari mad. Right. Cause that's well, what, you know, that is Kansas satisfaction sense, enough yeah. in itself uh, yeah, and they, you know, Kansas. I uh, well, there's animosity building. Third, but, you know, yeah. even after the championship, we didn't have as a fan base animosity towards Kansas. It was when they took the Lawson's,
6: right? Which I mean, now to I me, think I think they did them a favor. It's like, hey, you oh, know, I, you know, I can't believe people would even be.
5: I don't. I just don't understand why Bill Self wanted them. But uh, right, that you, was to me got, the biggest mystery. Why now you've got mean. people in this town that probably became. Jayhawks fans because of the Lawson's going over there, apparently, because of the way they loved him. But, uh, you know, uh, and Dedrick Lawson is having a good year this year. I'll say that. He is having a good year. But nobody ever doubted that he was a good offensive player. Uh, it, it's everything that came along with it. And I, I think, uh, honestly, I'm glad that Penny Hardaway didn't have to walk into that situation. At least before Tubby left, he took care of that. I, and I, I think that was uh, that was a favor for Penny Hardaway. I mean, I don't think he did it for that reason. But I was saying uh, oh, it's man. good that Penny didn't have to walk in to that situation uh, and deal with having to hire – because he's Penny Hardaway. He doesn't have to hire anybody's dad. Right. I mean, you know, look, he's Penny Hardaway. How many guys, like, literally have their own shoe? NBA players? It's not that many. Steph Curry. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, and Penny Hardaway. And I you know, and now I struggle to think of anybody else that has their own signature shoe. It's it's a very rare company to be that famous in in your sport. So, he doesn't need to hire somebody's dad. All right. Enough college basketball. We'll talk high school football when we come back. Jeff Ireland will join. We'll talk Covington Chargers taking on Stratford The unlikely opponent on Friday. That's coming up next on Adam and Chad on U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM.
4: The Closeout Market based in Covington is having a 10% for you and 10% for them sale. You get 10% off your entire purchase now through November 21st. And to say thanks to our community, you get to choose from one of five local charities you will receive a donation from the Closeout Market equal to the 10% off your purchase total. So it's 10% off for you and 10% donated to the charity you choose to help those in our community who make it a better place. Brands you know at prices you can afford in Covington, Millington and Memphis. The Closeout market. Hi, this is Lynn Lane.
6: We've got some great things going on at Lane Flooring. We have finished our renovations and are proud to say we now have the nicest showroom in West Tennessee. Our warehouse is stocked with laminate, hardwood, carpet, and vinyl. If you're looking for cash and carry, then Lane Flooring is your answer. Stop by and shop with us for out-the-door savings or save with us the old-fashioned way and let us help you choose the perfect flooring with expert installation. We are friendly, knowledgeable, affordable, and locally owned. Check us out at 365 Highway 51 in Ripley or give me a call. At 731 635
7: 7081. Thank you. At Tipton Farmers Co op Car Care, we pay very close attention to details. One of the things we do when we change your oil and service your vehicle is vacuum the front floorboard area and wash and clean your windshield. This is one example of the small things we can do to make it easier for you. During a routine service, we also check all tire pressure and check all fluid levels. If there's anything that needs attention, we inform you of that before you leave. We are open to serve Monday through Friday 7 a.m. until 5.30 p.m. and Saturday 7 a.m. until noon. We are located on Highway 51 South in Covington. Come by and see us today or give us a call at 476-4936.
8: Partly to mostly cloudy this afternoon, high temperatures nearing 80, south winds may be gusting on occasion, and tomorrow rain is going to be likely from our approaching cold front. It'll arrive later in the afternoon and the evening with many locations seeing between 1 and 3 inches of rain. If you want potential customers to hear your advertising message, put it right here with this weather forecast. Call Sam at 901-831-4073. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers.
4: We wanted a show that crossed Sports Center with Jimmy Fallon with West Tennessee. Pretty cool, right? Then we blew our budget on tacos and ended up going with
5: Adam and Chad. All right, welcome back. It's Adam and Chad, US 51 Country 93.5 FM. The US 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live. Participate in the conversation on Facebook Live. I think a couple of you have chimed in already. Adam will get to those. But first, we've got to bring in the sports editor from the leader and the Collierville Herald, the expert on high school sports in West Tennessee, Jeff Ireland. Jeff, what's going on, my man?
3: Not
9: too much. How you guys doing?
5: Well, we're doing pretty good. So Covington has to take on Stratford, who came into the tournament 2-8. and eight. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty weird, isn't it? Yes. How how is this happening? Because I looked at uh Stratford's season. So in the regular season they lost to Pearl Cone fifty five to nothing. Then in the playoffs, they beat Pearl Cone. How does <clears throat> that happen?
9: Yeah, it's funny. I was hoping to point that out to you. I was hoping you didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do not know. I wish I had you know, the time to do the research and figure that out. <laughs> I have no idea. But that is, just to put it in perspective, you know, I've been covering high school football for too long to, to, uh, embarrassing how long I've been doing it. But anyway, yeah, that's very, very, very rare that that happens. Yeah. You know, when you beat a team 55 to nothing, that pretty much means that team is terrible and you're awesome and you just have them completely right outmanned, yeah. You know, absolutely. So, I mean, I don't know, you know, <sighs> I might the next day or two. It, it's a bad timing because Thanksgiving. But I'd like to find out how that happened. But I do not know. You know, that is very wild that that
5: happened. It's I. It, I mean, did Tua Tonga start playing for the guys or what? <laughs> I mean, uh, or did every did like Pearl Cones entire starting lineup uh, get injured? Uh, it, it's,
9: yeah, it's weird. I mean, I did do a little bit of research on Stratford. They have a guy. I forget his name, didn't really matter because nobody knew who he is anyway, but he's rushed for like 2,100 yards and they don't pass much, you know, so they're definitely a rushing first kind of high school team. And, you know, I, I don't know. You know, that is really wild that that happened. They have a decent history. I look back over the last 10, 15 years or so. I've got a story that's in the paper tomorrow that I'll put online probably Friday and they've had some, they've been to the playoffs pretty regularly the last. You know, a decade or so, so they have a decent history, but they've never been to a state title game. That's one thing that Covington has on them. Like Covington's been to five, as we know, and well, Stratford's never never been to one, so I mean, Covington has the experience and all that kind of thing. So.
5: And I mean, on paper, Covington should handle them, but they, uh, I mean, on paper, every team they've played should have handled them and they right. just keep on winning. It's crazy. Uh, the one thing I'll say about Stratford is I feel like the luck will run out this week because uh, they've had to travel everywhere because of their record, and now this is a real travel for them because they're in Nashville. This is, this is real travel, and Covington doesn't have to travel, and I think that advantage will help Covington. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with the
9: point spread at Covington minus six and a half it might wants to wager. That, that, that's, that's the line.
5: All right, yeah. <laughs> Go to just
9: it is. Go the to Jeff's
5: website spread. to wager. Right.
3: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah I
9: mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, if you want to use right, like typically when you have like a Cinderella team in any kind of sport, you know, they win a couple of games, like the NCAA basketball tournament, for example. You know, you, right, right. Every year, the team that makes it the Sweet Sixteen. They almost always lose there. You know.
5: Right. Yeah. Hardly anybody. But, I mean, you know, but every now and like, then, you get Butler.
9: Exactly. So, as we always say, who knows, but on paper you would think Covington would handle them, but, you know, gosh, who, who knows, but yeah, I like their chances. I mean, you know, they're avoiding Pearl Cone, who seemed like they're on a collision course all year that they don't have to play them, but I'm sure Coach Wheeler and the rest of that staff is going to make sure they're not going to relax and it's like they have a, you know, a break by not playing Pearl Cone, so... I'm sure they'll be ready, and uh, it should be a wild, wild scene at Covington Friday
5: night. Yeah, it, it should be it should be great. And uh, then, of course, the winner going to Cookville for the state championship game against probably Alcoa, although at this point you never know when you get down to four teams. Uh, Alcoa, though, on the other side of the bracket playing to get into the championship. And then in 4A, you've got Haywood. They're playing in a state semifinal game, and I don't know if you know. I haven't been able to find an answer for this. Why is Haywood playing at Jackson Christian School instead of at home for this game? And it's, it's Springfield.
9: Yeah. I actually do have some insight on that. As, just as a coincidence, um, there's this freelance photographer that I used to, that used to work for me in Brownsville, and he happened to stop by the uh, leader office today. And okay. I didn't know that was happening, and he told me they're playing at Jackson Christian. I was like, wow, why are they doing that? He mm-hmm. said the field at Haywood is just not in great shape because of all the rain and cold weather. It just wasn't in great shape, and Jackson Christian has turf,
10: Oh, so you. They,
9: they decided to move it there. So that's that's the story behind huh. that. So, you wow. know, yeah. Haywood, yeah. Haywood fans are really, really enthusiastic, and they'll, they'll travel there. I mean, Haywood has some of the best fans around, for sure. So they'll, they'll get there, and I'm sure they'll have a, a strong, strong crowd there. And yeah, you know, we'll see how that goes. But that's that's pretty exciting for them. So that'll that'll be a fun game.
5: Absolutely, and we could have two two teams in the listening area going to state championship games after the weekend. Uh, we almost had that last year. Last year we had two uh, we had two teams in semifinal games. We had Brighton and Covington uh, both in semifinal games last year and so uh yeah it's exciting in uh west tennessee football to say the least uh well as uh has basketball started yet in high i'm sure it has in high school
9: i don't think it has it has but i hope you don't ask me anything
6: about it because i have no (laughs) idea how how anybody's doing but (laughs) i know the Covington girls and boys both won the other night because they did i follow on facebook i saw it pop up and said they both won i was like okay a... Yeah, they beat they beat Dierberg in their openers, and that's what it was. Yeah. yeah,
9: you know it's just hard for me to get excited right now, when football's still going, at least yeah. for Covington and some other teams. But I know uh, the Brighton girls were hosting Bartlett tonight, and the Bartlett—I mean, excuse me—the Brighton girl did start two and zero. I did notice that. Yeah, right. So we'll, we'll see. That's going to be a, a tough test tonight playing uh, playing Bartlett. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to get excited about basketball really until the calendar turns for me. So we get to January when you start playing those district games, you know. Right. So it's it's hard to say. But I don't know what. It's kind of a weird year for Tippin County basketball. Nobody really, ever. Nobody really returns much, you know, this year. Right. They've started so I'm not really sure how so how
6: how these teams are going to be. Yeah, they've actually started off pretty good, just from what I've seen of the score. I mean, it's only been a couple games, it's, but so far everybody's been yeah. winning.
5: What's harder for you, I imagine, and for us, uh, on basketball is 11 to 12 local teams uh, suddenly becomes 22 to 24 local teams because you have uh, girls and boys basketball going on at the same time.
9: Yeah, definitely. It's definitely more difficult to cover, but at least the games are together, you know. Yeah. The boys and the girls play the same time. And I've usually. never
5: understood why college doesn't do that. <laughs>
9: Yeah, it'd be it'd be it'd be helpful, but it's it's nice because when you get to the spring, you know baseball and softball don't do that. They obviously they have completely different schedules and they play all over the place, and yeah. it's a little bit harder to cover. But that reminds me, Chad, you want to cover some basketball for me?
5: Yeah, I was actually right. gonna send you a text and ask you about it uh, to see if you needed help on basketball this
9: year. Yeah, yeah. Once we uh, get going here, I'll definitely uh, get you to uh, help me with that. But yeah, we had a pretty big signing. Yeah, the one thing I wanted to mention was. You know the the, the four Covington baseball players you know signed all their
5: Division One yeah that, I, yeah that yeah. actually wanted to ask you about that because uh, that's pretty amazing four Division One scholarships uh, and uh, one to Tennessee one to Memphis one to Austin P and one to oh, man I knew I'd forget one two to Memphis actually two oh to Memphis. two to Memphis okay so I didn't forget one two to Memphis one to Tennessee one to Austin P.
9: Right, yeah. Ty Warmouth and uh, Austin Baskin are going to Memphis, uh Christian Delashmith's going to Tennessee, and Brock Lomax is going to Austin P. So yeah, I covered that, that event. I think that was oh gosh. I think it was last Wednesday. And uh you know, I'm pretty uh not really emotional kind of person, but before they uh before they signed, you know, Brad Warmoth is the is the, the new coach there and you know, he right. other son is of course Ty Warmoth, one of the kids who signed him. They played a uh like a PowerPoint presentation with pictures of all the the four guys as little kids playing together. You know, with some Nickelback <laughs> in in the background, which is not my favorite band, but nevertheless, <laughs> you know the song "Photograph" by Nickelback. Uh, yeah, yeah, Chad, that's one of your favorites, I'm sure. Yeah,
3: yeah,
5: <laughs> I actually like uh, "Photograph" by Def Leppard is a little yeah, better, yeah. but uh, no, yeah, been cool too, But
9: anyway, that's an equally bad song. But yeah, um, <laughs> it it was nice. <laughs> it was really nice. I didn't cry, but I got a little bit, you know, emotional. It was it was pretty cool watching the kids. You know, because three of the four played together since they were like six years old. And like Christian, DeLashman joined yeah. them a little bit later, but they've all played together since they were little kids, and they're all, you know, seniors at Covington, all going Division One. I. I mean, that's very rare. Absolutely, rare. I
5: mean, uh, from yeah. any team, and uh, you know, uh, except maybe Lausanne or somebody, but uh, yeah. the, you know, because they're factories for that. But you know, Brock Lomax, my question there is: uh, so he signed the scholarship with Austin P uh, to, or this letter of intent to Austin P to play baseball. What about his football future, because at one time he was getting looks from teams at football, and how is that going to factor in uh, after signing a letter of intent, and or is he just has he just decided baseball is it for him?
9: Yeah, yeah, you know, I didn't ask him about that Wednesday, but I did ask him about that a few weeks months ago, and what he told me was he was gonna, he was going to think about maybe walking on football and exploring, exploring that opportunity so. Yeah, I think baseball is probably his more natural sport, but you know who knows. But yeah, when I talked to him, like I said about that a few weeks ago, he he did say he was gonna he was gonna explore that. So we'll see what happens. But it's pretty rare in college. Usually they like you to specialize. You know, it's almost becoming common in a lot of high schools. Except for Covington, which is a little bit different because they have a lot of multiple sports yeah. kids. But, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, you'd think he would – yeah, I don't know what the football program at Austin Peay is like, but you'd think they would be interested in somebody. Well, like Brock is yeah, such a good,
5: good quarterback. They're an SES uh, program, and, I, I mean, you know, he could – he could. I mean, definitely walk on there. Um, play but I had heard there was scholarship – there was a little bit of scholarship buzz around Brock Lomax – because of, you know because he's shown this year a lot of the tools that you would want in a college quarterback, he's very calm in the pocket, and uh, he makes good decisions most of the time. He's, he's just tall enough to be you know, at six- one, he's just tall enough to be a college quarterback. Uh, he needs to put some meat on his bones, probably, but I mean, I think he could become a, a good college quarterback, and I, I think I've heard the same thing from other people that say that uh, some schools have been looking at him.
9: Yeah, when I, in the preseason, I, when I was talking to Coach Wheeler about him, he said I think Purdue was maybe a school that expressed some interest in him. And,
3: and you know, by Brock's the way,
9: kind of guy. Purdue yeah, is... Brock's the kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. P- Brock's the kind of guy, who's just like a athlete. He can just do whatever he needs to do, basically. And yeah, he was a really good golfer when he was younger, and he played basketball. I mean, he's just like you know that person that's really annoying. Right, yeah. They just do everything. <laughs> well, you play yeah. ping pong, you do whatever, and they're just always awesome at everything. That's right. The kind of guy Brock is, he's just good at every athletic endeavor that he takes on. So you know, we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, I mean, you would think the Austin Peay football coach would be, you know, saying, "Hey, why don't you come over here and let's, you know, let's figure some stuff out." So and he'd get
6: that'll be to, play, to keep an eye on. He get to play against big boy competition too, because Austin Peay's first game this season was against Georgia.
5: Mm, oh, so, okay. So they, <laughs> so they do play. And, you know, they, I'm I'm sure it wasn't a home at home. Probably not. No, but they do have a. They
6: play at SEC school, I think, just about every year because they played Tennessee, I think, what year before last, and they've even been here to play Memphis before. Yeah, uh, a couple times. Ago. So they play at least one or two of the big boys from the. I say big boy, like it's the D1, you know, Power Five, and then some of the other town. I mean, Memphis not Power Five, but they FBS, FBS. They they get a hold of one of them at least every year. It looks like, and their schedule this year, they're they went five and six, and they're six in the. Ohio Valley Conference, so not too bad. Oh, and you used to talk about earlier with uh, uh, Covington playing Stratford. I just, while we were kind of talking, I kind of glanced at their roster. Their offensive line averages 6'3", 250 pounds, and they've got a, two receivers, one that's 6'6", and one that's 6'4". So that might be where they've <laughs> – their offense looks like But, that I mean, they,
5: they hadn't been able to make it work right. all year. Apparently
6: they, they figured something out, but with that kind of size – that maybe I mean I'm thinking no if they're not they must not be very athletic or something but I guess but I just saw that on their roster and that's their starters and I thought wow they're huge. And there's quarterbacks We'll
5: have to so. see how it goes. It's going to be on the WKBL 1250 AM the WKBL mobile app, uh, which you can download in the app store. Uh, I got a message over the weekend from uh, somebody on Facebook talking about uh, uh, they didn't realize that there was an app you could download. And uh, once they did, they listened to the game uh, on their way to Knoxville. They were on their way to Knoxville asking for an update on the score. And I, I uh, told them about the app. And uh, so they were, you know, so if that's if you're going to the Tennessee game, Tennessee Vanderbilt, boom, listen right there uh, on the WKBL app. Jeff, thanks for joining us as always, and uh, get with me a little later. We'll talk about covering some basketball, and we will talk to you again on the show next week. Thanks, man. All
6: right, guys. Take care. Catch you later,
5: All right. And when we return... What's on the agenda?
6: College football.
5: College football is on the agenda. I had to look down. (laughs) We got a lot. We got a lot to cover today. going on? College football. That's next. Adam and Chad, U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM.
4: U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar.
11: Hey, don't be the next human guinea pig. What do you mean? I see you over there, Julian. Don't you know what that does to your body? Who cares? Julian can lead to addiction
12: and harm a teenager's brain, which includes you. So what? At least I'm not smoking cigarettes.
11: Yeah, but one pod has as much nicotine as a pack of cigarettes. And the more you duel, the worse the cravings. And to top it all off, we still don't know the long-term health effects, which is why I called you a human guinea pig. I didn't know my 10-second head rush could lead to this. Say no to Julian. Don't be a human guinea pig. This message is brought to you by Geoffrey Tipton and Covington Ohio.
12: Whether you need money for home improvements or a honeymoon, whether you're in the market for a new car or a new kitchen, Bank of Tipton and Bank of Ripley make it easy for you to borrow what you need to make your dreams come true with personalized
5: loans and a friendly face to make it happen. Come by Bank of Tipton or visit bankofripley.com today. Hometown community
3: spirit, hometown community pride.
12: Bank of Tipton, member FDIC. Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home has proudly served families from Tipton and its surrounding counties in their times of need for generations. In fact, Houston Moss is their third generation funeral director. Like his uncle and grandfather before him, Houston will explain all the different options available to your family. Whether you're planning an unexpected funeral or pre-planning your own, trust Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home to make the process as easy as possible. Your Memphis
2: Tigers football team plays the final home game of the season against Houston on Friday, November 23rd. This is Black Friday, and you can't have a game on Black Friday without a great ticket deal. So during the entire week of Thanksgiving, fans can log on to GoTigersGo.com and get $15 tickets or $30 chairback seats. This is also the Tiger Toy Drive game, and we ask all fans to bring a new unwrapped toy to the game in support of some of our less fortunate neighbors. Memphis versus Houston on Black Friday. Get your tickets today and support the Tiger Toy Drive.
13: Ha. Huh. I'm Daniel Rogers, owner of Turning Wrenches Auto Repair. If you're having car trouble, look no further than Turning Wrenches in Covington. Turning Wrenches offers expert repair service with ASE certified technicians and a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty. For major repairs, Turning Wrenches installs the highest quality remanufactured Jasper engines and transmissions. Turning Wrenches also is now a certified Yukon Differential Parts installer. We are your one-stop shop for automotive repairs, tires with free road hazard, diesel repair, and Jasper engines and transmissions. Turning Wrenches, 7481 Highway 1. 179 in Covington, 901 476
4: U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM.
6: Hey guys, it's Luke this here. This Lee Brad
1: Paisley, everyone. This is Keith. Uh, Lana
6: Ma- Ma- Blake Shelton. Dierks Bentley.
1: Miranda Lambert
6: thank y'all for listening and we hope you guys love it as much as we do it's the us
8: 51 country dollar saver guy with good news eat out at great restaurants for half price family fun things to do at half price it's all at half price online at us51dollarsaver.com
10: there are still great savings available online go get yours before they're all gone from us51dollarsaver.com and for my final feat of magic I will now give myself more chances
6: to win with kino to go On the count of three. One,
5: two, three.
11: Uh, (laughs) that's not magic. All you did was add bullseye. Look, I just got more chances to win, too. And I don't even believe in magic.
4: It's not magic. It's kino to go with bullseye. The easy way to get more chances to win. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Get ready to get your game on with the Tennessee Lottery and fill up your day with fun. Like when you need to upgrade the fun on that road trip. When you could use a little, did I just win $50 fun? Woo, yeah! Or when you like to add a side of fun to that next snack.
8: Mm, wow, that's good.
4: Would you like some fun with that? Oh well, yeah. Then play the Tennessee Lottery. And for just a dollar or two, you can get your game on. Please remember, play responsibly.
10: Weather is brought to you as a service of Patriot Bank, with locations in Covington, Atoka, Millington, and Barrettville. Down-home banking the way it should be. Glass Tire. Whaley's Towing. For all your heating and cooling repairs and replacements, AirServe. 901-622-5050. A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V dot com. Summit Roofing. And Brad Carlisle State Farm Insurance.
8: Partly to mostly cloudy this afternoon, high temperatures nearing 80, south winds may be gusting on occasion, and tomorrow rain is going to be likely from our approaching cold front. It'll arrive later in the afternoon and the evening with many locations seeing between one and three inches of rain. If you want potential customers to hear your advertising message, put it right here with this weather forecast. Call Sam at 901-831-4073. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers.
4: Welcome back to Adam and Chad on U.S. 51 Country,
5: 93.5 FM. And here we go. Welcome back in, Adam and Chad. Segment number three, final segment of our number one here on U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM, the U.S. 51 Country mobile app and Facebook Live, where your comments are coming in, Adam. What do we got on the Facebook Live feed okay, so far?
6: Yeah, let's see. Mr. Jerry said, so, "Wow, great job, guys." He was referring to the uh, everybody, the guys that everybody with the baseball getting into D, the D one schools and all that. Yeah, Lomax, everybody. Not us. He wasn't praising. Right, him. right, right. No, not us. Not us. And then uh, Keelan, she said, uh, "Keelan said, uh, congratulations, Covington boys." So, and then of course Jerry gave us the good evening, gentlemen, things. So keep them He's coming, hanging out there.
5: Keep them coming at Adam and Chad's Facebook page on the live video broadcast there. College football, it's coming up on the final week of college football, regular season. A lot of big games happening this week after the SEC's traditional cupcake week, which almost, I mean, it, it didn't almost go bad. It looked rough. And I'll say this, I never questioned Alabama Citadel, uh, and, and I saw the uh, the how Alabama fans watched the, the but I am like, uh, yeah, that was a lot more calm than most Alabama fans were, uh, than yeah, uh, sure than, uh, but Things so probably
6: got broken at season
5: Citadel, time. Citadel is tied with Alabama at halftime 10-10. ten. They've held Tua of to ten points. Tua. Tongue. o, oh, Vilo. And it's just nuts. And so I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, okay, but Alabama will come out. And just stop. I mean, you know, eventually Alabama's going to pull away. They're going to out-athlete them. It's, you know, they're going to outlast them. It's just, it, this can't be sustained. And it turned out I was right, but. When the second half... So I never doubted that Alabama was going to end up winning the game. And I never really doubted that they would eventually put up, uh, get about three scores ahead. Even at a 10-10 halftime score. But then in the second half, when Alabama fumbled the opening kickoff and Citadel got the ball, I thought, wait a minute. Now that's the kind of thing that you start the second half and that starts the snowball. This could if they march down here and score a touchdown, Alabama is in real danger of losing this game because you just stole any momentum Alabama thought they were going to get. And now everybody in the crowd is stunned. I mean, it was so quiet in Bryant Denny. It was so quiet. And honestly, I still think had Citadel scored that touchdown, it would have been a game all the way to the end. I don't know what would have happened, but they would have stayed in the game. But Alabama's defense stepped up and stopped them, and that was the turning point in the game. Honestly, and now I mean, it would have been. Where do you think that would have ranked on upsets? Honestly, I think that probably would have been the biggest upset in the history of college football. I mean, a team like an undefeated team oh, like Alabama, no. who is favored by two scores over everybody they play, no matter how highly ranked, and if they were to get beat by Citadel, an FCS school, well, now because in week twelve, you've had.
6: So well, I mean, yeah, because it wasn't week one. That's only makes it different. Because I mean, you had the Appalachian State, Michigan thing. That
5: yeah, but that huge. was week one, and they were ranked. Yeah. They were ranked fifth, but that's based on like you know. I mean, it's not based on that much. Uh, it's not based on like right. on the field. You haven't seen them perform on the field. Right. They're not like Alabama is a legitimate two-score favorite over every other team in college football. Yeah, I mean, it, it probably would have. if it
6: had happened. I mean, I'm sure it would have probably been one of the be- – I'm sure there's others that I just – I'm not thinking of at the moment, but there – because there had been some crazy FCS knockoffs of some teams. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, back – and this is probably back before the FCS, FBS, the way they were. But, um, yeah, I – because at first I kept thinking, what is is happening? And I thought, yeah, this is kind of crazy. They're, they're not playing their game. They're kind of – they're not taking these guys seriously. It's Citadel. They're going – they came into it going, oh, this is Citadel. We're going to – we can do this with our eyes closed. But Citadel came with a, that crazy triple option, which we've seen happen. Navy, Georgia Tech, all of yeah. them. It, it hurts everybody. Problems.
5: Everybody that runs it, they hurt their opponents right. because their opponents don't only see it that one time every year. And then, and then
6: Alabama, they say, oh, they can stop the run. Well, no, it wasn't that they can't stop the run. It was the type of run that it's not a that's They not never a knew who had the ball. Run, Yeah, and every time, certain play, they ran this one play two or three times, and they'd break away. They scored off of it twice. And it was like – or actually, I take it back. They scored on it once, but they almost scored on a second time. And Alabama figured out how to stop them. They ended up kicking that field goal. But uh, then, of course, halftime, they went in and I thought same thing. I was thinking, eh, okay, yeah, they'll come out. They'll – you know, Saban will scream at them. They'll come out and just take care of business like they always do. Then, of course, at the beginning – now, I give it to Citadel for that. They kicked it at Butterfingers on the team, knowing this guy don't handle the ball. You could tell even when he tried to run it, he tried to juke the guy and then ended up getting – knocked down the ball helmet to the ball, and that was it. And, of course, they get the ball. Now, that's where the game changed back the other way, though, because I thought, okay, Citadel, here it goes with the momentum. But then Alabama stopped them, and that's when the momentum shifted back the other way because, like you said, it could have been a little different had they scored. And uh, then it just – Alabama snowballed it on them, and then they started making mistakes, and they figured out, okay, we can make these guys look like they should look, and it just kind of – they took care and did what they had to do, but it didn't look good. I'm sure everybody. That's why I was I was t- talking to my dad. We we're sitting there. I said, "Yeah, as long as they come back win like 44 to 10, nobody's going to really care about this." In, in the end of the day, you'll hear about it for about a week. Then I'll, then nobody will care anymore. They'll just see the score and people that didn't watch the game. Go, oh, yeah, it's about what I thought. Whereas the people that did not see it will go, "Well, yeah, that game wasn't quite
5: as well, easy it, as it, it should have been." It showed that. It, here's the thing: it did show. I think. It showed that they are human. They can be... Between that and LSU, I think it showed that you can stop their offense. Now, can you stop it enough to beat them? Well, that's a different question because you're going to have to be able to score points against them too. Uh, But I, I think between Citadel and LSU, we've seen that there are enough holes there that a really good defense can give Alabama fits.
6: Right. Well, it showed two things to me. You got LSU showed if you've got the right personnel and you've got a stout defense and you play right, you can maybe have a chance, but you've got to be able to outscore them. Whereas Citadel showed me a gimmick can cause trouble, which we've known that about Alabama. Triple options always gave Alabama crap. A running quarter a good running quarterback has always done that too. And that's where right now though I look ahead and go, okay, Who's got the ability to do that? And yeah, Georgia's defense is stout enough that they could put, do, like, LSU and similar players, and they got some of the, uh, that. But you also have the other side. Mark the where, tape,
5: Adam called Johnny Manziel good.
6: He, he's, he's decent. He's decent. <laughs> <laughs> but he beat him once out. Of course, it's always been that effect of Alabama's come back and took care of him the second time. only one that hadn't done that. Deshaun Watson, did it the other way around. They got Deshaun the first time and then turned around, and, and Deshaun Watson got them the second time in the last minute. So they, he kind of got the last laugh with them. Uh, it's like they adjust every year, and it's the same kind well, of thing this year. I'm hoping Georgia does. Let me
5: say, I, I do agree with the prevailing wisdom that uh, it gave them uh, – it really helped Alabama because uh, it sort of refocused them and let them know you can't take anything for granted, not even Citadel, who right. you should be able to put an entire second string out there and beat. And right. you can't take this stuff for granted. I think uh, I think Nick Saban is secretly happy. Oh no, uh, I know he is yeah. about it. But uh, now uh, here's another thing: uh, Memphis University of Memphis can win the AAC West this weekend against Houston. How crazy is that? We had written them off right. for the AAC West. We were like, Ah, oh, gosh, we were all wrong. We all picked them to win it in the beginning. I mean, heck, we picked them going undefeated. But right. right. Uh, and I mean, you're talking about a team that got destroyed by Missouri who's not that great. And they got owned by Missouri. Now, now suddenly because of tiebreaker rules and everything else and because they've done what they they should do the last few games, now they play Houston on Saturday here at the Liberty Bowl and if they beat Houston, they are the AAC West champions and they will get a rematch against Central Florida in the american championship game and they'll have to go to orlando again but how crazy is that nobody thought that and now here's the other portion to that and this might be a little looking ahead and uh, because let me tell you beating houston is no certain thing but if they beat houston i will say they have the advantage because they're at home and they're on a roll as long as it don't rain yeah, if it rains, they're done. If it rains, Friday, and, which
6: it's looking like it's supposed to rain Friday too, in
5: uh, Houston. But if they beat Houston and they take on UCF, they only lost to UCF by one point, and had it not started raining, because we know that that's like they're like the Wicked Witch of the West in uh, the Wizard of Oz. Melting. It just kills them. And uh, if if it hadn't started raining though, I mean they were beating Central Florida. Was it thirty? Thirty-two to, thirty-two to seven, I think.
6: Oh yeah, they had them. at the halftime. I mean, they were destroyed. They
5: man. were killing them. First
6: half was absolutely.
5: They could win the American Conference, and now and then you get a little conflicted if you're an American Conference fan, because one, if Memphis goes in and beats Central Florida in the American Athletic Conference Championship, that will cost the conference millions. Of dollars because UCF will be out of the new year's six race because it goes to the highest ranked group of five champion and even at number nine I think at a, a loss to Memphis would I'm not sure if it would drop but I mean if Utah State beats Boise this weekend Utah State moves up into the teens and then if number nine Central Florida loses to memphis in the championship week it may push utah state ahead of them and then there's no new year's six bowl for central florida right
6: right yeah i mean it's
5: it's uh it's complicated now look i i don't care really uh in in a lot of you know as a fan of memphis i hope they do it i hope they beat houston this weekend i hope they go to central florida i hope they beat them and win their first outright american athletic conference championship i think it's about time to win an outright conference championship right. for the University of Memphis. I'm ready. And I think it can be done. They showed they can handle Central Florida, and uh, they, they just got to get past Houston and then beat Central Florida. So I'm, uh, I'm really hoping for all that. This I'll say for Central Florida, they got game day, came to Central Florida. It only, they only had to win 22 games in a row to get ESPN's attention. And then Kirk Herbstreit made the announcement and didn't even know the name of the conference. (laughs) He kept calling it The Athletic. And uh, they go down there, though. Corso picks them, which is usually a curse. And uh, they take care of business against ranked Cincinnati. Cincinnati only had one loss on the year. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. uh, Cincinnati was ranked in the top 25. Central Florida came in there, and they didn't just beat them. They showed that, hey, we're better than you're giving us credit for. I mean, right. they they absolutely they took give. full advantage of the spotlight they were given, and that doesn't happen all the time.
6: It, and it also depends on how much when, credit they're giving Cincinnati, too.
5: Usually when smaller teams start getting love, and then they get given the spotlight, they mess it up. Like And then that way everybody can say, it's kind of like uh, when Hawaii, uh, I remember a bunch of years ago when Colt Brennan was a quarterback for Hawaii, and uh, they were, like, undefeated uh, or something all year, or maybe only one loss. Yeah, they, they got thrown in against uh, Georgia, and Georgia destroyed them. And then it was like, well, see, that's what happens when you give them the spotlight they can't hold up. Right. But I, Central Florida handled it very well. Now, this was an in-conference game, but Central Florida also turned around and beat Auburn last year. Right. Uh, and so they don't waste the spotlight. Central Florida keeps – and and they're staying on the path they were on when Scott Frost was the coach – so, uh, I've been impressed with them and what they've done to this point. All that being said, I hope Memphis beats them in the American Athletic Conference right. Championship.
6: Well, we'll know. As long as it don't rain Friday, it should be okay. And uh, Jerry was saying going back Saturday. To it. The game
5: is Saturday. I thought it was Friday. Um, you sure?
6: I thought it was Friday.
5: Uh, I thought it was Saturday. That's what
6: I was thinking at first, and then I corrected myself because I thought I had it wrong. I don't know. I know I don't of me. I'll actually hear I'll pull it up real quick. But yeah, uh, uh, Jerry was saying that, oh, she let the terrible Terrapins almost beat them. Yeah, they actually, Maryland gets to them that game because that guy they was wide open on yeah. that two point conversion. Yeah, I could not believe that. I thought, man, you got to be kidding me. But uh, yeah, but that's why Ohio State is below Central Florida. They pretty much did that. To By the zone, way, they probably
5: should have been. What but, did I say? But
6: yeah, it's Friday.
5: The game. What started. did I say a couple of weeks ago when Adam was out? Well, the name of the episode was "Always Go for One." They didn't pay attention. Kick the extra point, man.
6: They said, they said, they did, they didn't take your advice. They said, I nah, Chad don't know what he's talking about. But they, but uh, yeah, I agree. with I remember when I saw that. I flipped it over there because I was like, oh, I want to see what happened. I was like, oh, the game ended. I don't know who won. Then I turned over and they showed, oh, look what happened. And I thought, oh, no, you did. I even knew the outcome before they showed it. Like they said, oh, when Maryland goes for two. And I was like, oh, well. I was like, yeah, I know how this game's going to end. And sure enough, they, they showed him doing that. I thought, man, you got to be kidding me. But, but yeah, it's a, yeah, it's an early game, too. Uh, Memphis will be playing Houston here at 11 a.m.
5: That's on Friday.
6: Friday. That don't make sense though. Why would it be eleven AM on a
5: Friday? Because it's uh Black oh, Friday. Yeah, yeah. No, no,
6: yeah, yeah, it is Black Friday. Yep. Yep. Day after Thanksgiving. So and also the Tigers are playing at two thirty on Thanksgiving Day basketball against Oklahoma State. Not here. They're not playing locally. They're playing on a neutral I uh, against them. So I can't get my ass. So you got to Tigers right back here. to back. You got Tigers Thursday afternoon and then Friday afternoon. But yeah, it's. I guess they're assuming a lot of people were gonna be off work friday but you're fighting the crowd i mean most people it's, are it's the people that are black friday shopping at 11 a.m so you gotta hope well they if you're in the liberty ball you don't have to worry about them right well you'll be in traffic trying to get back home but yep. they they i mean you figure most of them most of the black friday shoppers get up five six o'clock in the morning by 11 they're already eating lunch and heading back for the day but
5: well we'll, we'll talk uh we'll talk more about college football when it comes time to make our college football picks but uh there are some crazy little scenarios that could happen. Alabama, of course, could lose the Iron Bowl. I mean, uh, uh, Auburn has been known to upset Alabama. I mean, it's a rivalry game, so you never know what's going to happen. There are a lot of rivalry games this weekend that could shake up the way we're looking at things right now. And then also, of course, the wild card that's thrown in there is Notre Dame, who gets credit for being a powerful team just because of their name. And, uh, Look, they're undefeated, and I think that's great. And I, I I do think they're I do think they're a really good team. Let me say this though, uh, they're not in a conference, and yet they get more respect than teams that are in conferences. It doesn't make any sense. Their schedule has not been. Do you know that that Notre Dame and Central Florida have not one but two common opponents? Two common opponents. And Notre Dame has basically one win that is better than anything uh, on Central Florida's schedule, and that's the win over Michigan. Everything else, I could give you something comparable. I'm not saying that to say Central Florida should be in the playoff. I'm saying that to say that Notre Dame shouldn't be such an automatic.
6: That's all I'm saying. But
5: I think the championship week will hurt them. Without having, without playing for a conference championship, of course, that's another interesting thing, though. Uh, and as I wrap it up here, because I know I'm about to go over, but uh, I, I do want to say that I, I you know, uh, in our discussions, I've always said that I think conference championships should sort of count as a de facto playoff. You should have to be a conference championship to get in the playoff. And uh, I know you've you've sort of agreed and disagreed with me on it at different times, uh, but. Let me say this. If you believe that Notre Dame should have to be in a conference and and all conferences should have to have a championship, then don't you believe that championship should mean something? And that it should be a pre... Why would a conference play a championship if it's not a prerequisite for the...
6: Just because it's a conference champion. I mean, you to be a champion regardless of what it means.
5: Why not just name one like the Big 12? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, that's why they need to make it We'll be right back. Saddam Adam and Chad, U.S. 51 Country.
4: from Randolph to Stanton. It's US 51 Country 93.5 FM, WKBQ, Covington. USA Radio News.
0: President Trump submitted written answers to Special Counsel Robert Mueller's questions in the ongoing Russia investigation. Before leaving the White House today, President Trump also pardoned a couple of turkeys
4: Peas, I hereby grant you a full pardon
0: the president did have a message though for both peas and carrots
4: even though peas and carrots have received a presidential pardon I have warned them that house Democrats are likely to issue them both subpoenas
0: all the gains on Wall Street this year have been wiped out by the sell-off today the Dow lost over 500 points Today, coupled with the 400 from yesterday, the president's top economic advisor, Larry Kudlow, says everyone needs to just relax. Corrections come and go. Uh, I hate to see
7: anybody lose any money anytime, but we know that's the reality of it. This is USA Radio
11: News. An official message from Medicare. Open enrollment ends soon. So now's the time to be open-minded. Look at everything, like prescription drug plans and Medicare Advantage plans from private insurers. Why? Because plans change, so can your health needs. I found lower costs and extra benefits and saved money. Open to something better? Visit Medicare.gov or call 1-800-MEDICARE-TODAY. Open enrollment ends December 7th. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
10: Look, I know this isn't the first MyPillow spot you've heard. And if you don't have yours yet, what are you waiting for? MyPillow stays cool, keeps its shape all night long. You can toss it in your washer
5: and dryer, and it's like new again. Made in the USA comes with a 10-year warranty and a great money-back guarantee. If you don't love your MyPillow, you have till March 1st to return it. How about that? Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Buy One, Get One Free special. Use my code USA, and get one free pillow when you buy one at regular price, plus shipping. That's MyPillow.com. Click on the Buy One, Get One Free special. Enter promo code USA. That's promo
6: code USA.
0: Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is trying to persuade Arizona Republican Governor Doug Ducey to name outgoing Congresswoman Martha McSally to succeed Senator John Kyle, who said he would only serve for Senator John McCain who passed away earlier this year on a temporary basis. It's beyond busy at Hartfield-Jackson International with people getting out of town, USA Radio Network's Robin Walensky. Report some folks definitely in the Thanksgiving holiday spirit. Gobble gobble is gonna be busy.
1: He did just say gobble gobble, right?
2: Yeah, gobble gobble. That's what my little son loves to say every Thanksgiving. He's four. Yeah.
1: Deonte, a super friendly skycap here at Southwest, busy helping Thanksgiving travelers with their bags. What's the mood of most of the people you're taking care of? They're crazy. The Thanksgiving travelers in a good mood, heading to cities where the weather is warm.
0: Phoenix, Arizona. It's 80 degrees. There's snow on the ground in Chicago. Is that where you (laughs) Stay safe out there, Robin, and AAA expects 54 million people to travel this Thanksgiving. You're listening to USA Radio News.
5: Here on Adam and Chad, US 51 Country 93 5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app. Here is uh, your scores in the NBA Clippers and Wizards. Clippers over the Wizards right now 73 52. Raptors lead the Magic 47 37. Nets lead the Heat 18 10. Trailblazers lead the Knicks 29 28. And uh, let's see, in. Well, actually, I'm not even looking at all. Yeah, okay, that's all the games. And in the NHL, Oilers and Sharks, the only game on tonight, hasn't started yet. In NCAA men's basketball, uh, Notre Dame leads Duquesne 38-28 in the second half. George Mason trailing NC Central 38-34 in the second half. Number 23, Ohio State trails Sanford 35-29 in the second half. TCU leading St. John's 23-22 right now. Duke and Auburn just got underway. Number one versus number eight right there, 2 nothing. Some final scores, number 16, Clemson beat Georgia 64-49. San Diego State beat Xavier 79-74. Temple beat California 76-59. Iowa State beat Illinois 84-68. And TCU and Lipscomb just got underway. All right, that is your halftime score update. Be right back on Adam and Chad.
12: Why is this Miley- Yarbrough Funeral Home has proudly served families from Tipton and its surrounding counties in their times of need for generations. In fact, Houston Moss is their third generation funeral director. Like his uncle and grandfather before him, Houston will explain all the different options available to your family. Whether you're planning an unexpected funeral or pre-planning your own, trust Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home to make the process as easy as possible.
4: Welcome back to Adam and Chad on U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM. It's going to be fun out the bun.
5: Indeed it is. U.S. 51 Country 93.5 FM, the U.S. 51 Country mobile app. Facebook Live. For just a couple of minutes, want to talk about the Predators. They are back on top of the National Hockey League. They're the best team in the NHL right now. They are on fire. Colton Sissons, uh, was it Sissons? Yeah, I think it was Sissons the other day had a hat trick. Uh, just uh, a lot of great things going uh, the right way for the Predators right now. Uh, the only trepidation I have is, is it's early in the season. And yeah, it makes you wonder if it'll all fall apart later. No, nah, <laughs> they, they, this
6: has been consistent with Nashville. I mean, for the last five seasons or so, they're pretty much a guaranteed playoff lock almost every year. They start off – pretty strong and just kind of cruise through and then towards the end of the year they'll they, you know games they probably shouldn't lose here and there they'll lose ever since they took out the blackhawks and swept them it's like they've been on a tear it's like that was always their achilles heel every time they'd have a pretty good year they get in their blackhawks would ruin their season then blackhawks now terrible now. they're terrible they got their coach got fired they're i mean they're just it's ridiculous and ever since that shutout year nashville has just been in the playoffs i mean you could just guarantee you could put money on it almost every time they'd be in there. And now, once again, like just like the last two years, they are number one in the league at, at 15 and five, and just uh, I mean, dominate. I mean, they're doing very well. They're more. They're very offensive. They're very physical too. And they've retooled the team several times. I mean, even Peccarini. They. I don't think they would have lost, but maybe two games if if Rennie had been in the game. You know, he was injured the first part of the year. It just shows the depth and how well they've adapted. And they're all, They've been putting been lights out scoring and like you said there's hat tricks and there's been different uh scores it's been just crazy they i think they're they're definitely better than they were last year last year was a little bit of a disappointment because we got they got to the stanley finals the year before and then last year they get eliminated early and i think this year they're going to make another run and um it's just been it's been a good year. it's a great time for predators all the way around and it looks like it's going to stay that way for a while they're they're holding the main core team together and all the guys are just you know and they're fun to watch. If you hadn't had a chance to watch them, I, I'm not. I'm not a major hockey fan, but I enjoy. Them. You can go live; it's even better. But they're a lot of fun to watch it because they're just so physical, and the way they play, it's not like the. It's pretty fast. It's fast. Yeah, very fast. fast pace. And, and it, I mean, hockey in general is, but with them, it, it they do really do well. So, uh, it's a good year.
5: Now back to what we were talking about a minute ago, uh, and we even continued the discussion off the air. Uh, what I was saying, and I, I think it holds true, is. Uh, that conference championships, rather than explaining the playoffs, it should be like when the playoff was first formed, they said one of the heaviest weights was conference championships. Then they changed that. They didn't change it in the wording of anything. They just decided that it wasn't quite as important as they said it was when they wanted to put Alabama in there. And I'm not even saying that Alabama wasn't one of the best teams. I'm just saying that, look, in a tournament you lose and you're out. And to me, uh, the loss to Auburn, keeping them out of the SEC championship game, you can't, intellect, you can't be intellectually consistent. If you say that Notre Dame should be left out because they don't play a championship game, but you, but you also believe that Alabama deserved to get in last year not playing in the SEC championship, I, I, I think that that's inconsistent intellectually. You have to say... That conference champion. If you believe that conference championships should matter for Notre Dame, you should believe that they should matter for everybody, and that in order to be in the playoff, you have to be a conference champion. I don't even see what's difficult about this. Like a lot of people say, well, what if you don't end up with the four best teams? Name one. Uh, you know, maybe I actually. The, it was the first time in forever in 2008 when all four number one seeds made it to the NCAA tournament final. It was uh, Kansas, Memphis, uh, whoever else, uh, and uh, all four number one seeds made. It. it was like the first time it had happened in like 20 years or something. Because right. well, in basketball, that's yeah, but it's how it works, man. That's how playoffs work. It, it's not always gonna be that way because it's that's what a playoff is. If you don't want to have a playoff, then don't have a playoff. And I'm fine with that, too. Go back to the way it was where you pick who you believe, because that's what they're really saying is. We just want who the media believes is the two best teams. And if that's what you really want, then the playoff is, is stupid because you can end up, let's say Alabama goes in, they play uh, Michigan, and they lose. Now, do you really think that uh, Michigan and, say, Notre Dame are the best teams? the best two teams but they could end up playing for the championship and so i just don't think the argument holds up i I think that it to me it's easy and then the conferences you don't end up leaving out uh more conferences than you have to right now you already leave out one conference by default you bring in notre dame now you've left out another conference or you bring in two from the same conference last year, you've let out another conference. I think you should have to win your conference championship. I think Notre Dame shouldn't even be allowed to play in it until they join a conference. Well,
6: there's been a bunch that's argued for that, but it's, it's come down to what happened. The first playoff happened, and they, of course, I don't know if that was their original intention at all, was we want. Like you said, it was oh, the championships, champions matter, and all this kind of crap. And I kind of figured something was up with that. But then, as they were doing their picks and figuring it out that first year, it shifted to, you know what? No, you know what? We want the four best teams. We we are going to take it into consideration for the championship. But if if it doesn't quite work and the champions don't quite do anything, then it you know we're gonna we're gonna go with the four best teams, which is what happened last year. And then, but. It goes back to when Notre Dame got in there before they pushed them in there, and that's when uh Alabama met them in Miami and they got destroyed
10: well,
5: now that was that was a, that really was a one belong. versus two though that was that was uh, here are the two best teams that was before the playoff
6: I was, yeah yeah, that was the last the last one or I think when no, i was it was yeah, no, it was a couple more before that, yeah, but they i mean it's stuff like that and they and they got in there. Based anywhere because that in the BCS system and it showed they really didn't me, belong it, because that was it a makes subjective. all the sense well, in the world so we got to put them
5: in there and. it makes all the sense in the world to me and uh, in, in actuality here's what I think should happen Uh here's what I believe should happen I believe that the playoffs should expand to six not eight I think it should expand to six with the top two seeds getting a bye I think that the conference championships should be a qualifier. You have to be a conference champion. I think it should be the five power five champions and the highest-ranked group of five champions should be the six. And then they should get seeded and the top two seeds get a bye. I don't think you should add any more weeks. I think you should just have the other games earlier. I I think you should have the first two games earlier. But uh, I think that that's the way you should do it. Everybody has to be a champion. It's the highest ranked group of five champion, uh, powerless five as I call them because they have no power over their own destiny. Uh, but uh, I think it should be that, and then the five so-called power conferences champions from each get in. It's easy peasy, man. Win your conference and get in the playoff. How simple is that? And uh, you know, it's that's the way they do it in the NFL. Plus two wild cards. They put in two wild cards after division champions. Uh, now, the thing in the NFL they should change is they should uh, seed it. I don't have a problem with you getting in for winning your division. I think you should. I think all division champions should get in. I have a problem with division champion is not going to be seated less than four because they're a division champion when if they're clearly the sixth best team. I think they should be seated one through six after it's determined which six teams are in each side. That's what I think. All right, well, we got to uh, take another break here, but I think I've made my argument, and Adam's on my side now. <laughs> I don't
6: know about all that.
5: <laughs> it's only because it was your team. If it wasn't your team, if Ohio State had gotten in without winning their conference, you would have thrown a fit. No, the only team or, I care about is Notre Dame. USC? Not in a conference. USC. Oh, if it had been USC. Oh, no. gosh, you'd have boycotted the playoffs. If they, if they, came, if they come out of a because it was I don't your problem team. with it. Come
6: on. If it had been Notre Dame, yeah, I'd have yeah, had a problem. Yeah, yeah. Like on. this year, if it happened.
7: At Tipton Farmers Co op Car Care, we pay very close attention to details. One of the things we do when we change your oil and service your vehicle is vacuum the front floorboard area and wash and clean your windshield. This is one example of the small things we can do to make it easier for you. During a routine service, we also check all tire pressure and check all fluid levels. If there's anything that needs attention, we inform you of that before you leave. We are open to serve Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. until 5.30 p.m. and Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon. We are located on Highway 51 South in Covington. Come by and see us today, or give us a call at 476-4936.
11: Hi, I'm Dol Sanders with Sandstorm IT, the premier provider of computer services in West Tennessee since 1993. Are you a business owner or responsible for the operation of your office? If so, we want to be your business partner for all of your computer, server, internet, or software needs. We're a local company that provides professional website design too. Got viruses, spam, computer slow? You've probably called us before, but didn't realize it. Formerly known as TCPC, we've changed our name and now offer a complete range of services including cloud backup, disaster recovery, email hosting, phone systems, and everything else related to the technology needs of operating your business. Don't know what you need? We can help there too, with one of our free assessments to help you decide what best meets your needs. We will help you find and implement the right products and solutions, and then we're always here to support you, just a phone call or email away. To find out how we can help, call us today at 901-475-0275. Sandstorm IT, your on-demand IT department.
8: Partly to mostly cloudy this afternoon, high temperatures nearing 80, south winds may be gusting on occasion. And tomorrow, rain is going to be likely from our approaching cold front. It'll arrive later in the afternoon and the evening, with many locations seeing between 1 and 3 inches of rain. If you want potential customers to hear your advertising message, put it right here with this weather forecast. Call Sam at 901-831-4073. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers.
10: U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar. If your church, civic group, or nonprofit organization has an event coming up or important information that you would like to share on the community calendar, we'd love to hear from you. Send the details to Public Service Director in care of US 51 Country, 101 WKBL Drive, Covington, Tennessee, 38019, or visit the website us51country.com and click on Calendar to post your information.
4: Welcome back to Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5
1: FM. Some people are
5: dumb. really. Welcome back in. Adam and Chad, U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM, the U.S. 51 Country mobile app. Joined now on the phone by Brandon Reed from MyFantasySportsTalk.com and Ritter 2 Town. Brandon, thanks for joining us once again this week.
1: Appreciate it, man. This is going to be about as excited as you're ever going to have me on this show. Number one, well, I'm off until next <laughs> Wednesday. Okay, I'm off work until next Wednesday. Got the holidays coming up. We just got a, a, commi- a commitment, the Tiger basketball program, that is from James Wiseman. It's all falling into place uh, today. That happened today. And I'm heading out to Orlando tomorrow to watch Stead Tigers, the 2018-2019 version, play in the Advocare Invitational. Uh, man, I'm on top of the world right now. I'm very I'm glad excited. to hear that a
5: Tiger fan remembers that there's a team playing this year. Oh yeah, I have high expectations for this team this <laughs> because, year. I really uh, do because uh, it seems like most Tiger fans don't realize that they're fielding a team right now.
1: Well the thing about it is that next year is magical. They know they have at least 2 one and donors on their squad. Um, you, you know, and so next year is going to be one of those magical years like when we had D. Rose in 2008 and if you look back at what happened in 2008 it was, I, I'm not going to say all, because we had a lot of things that uh, fall, fall uh, fell into place with Calipari and his recruiting class and all those guys from that lower ber- um, uh, Massachusetts prep school Um so right. those guys have been used to playing with each other but we had a superstar a future NBA MVP on our team right, yeah. I think he won the MVP in what, like 2 3 years later, you know, he was, was the youngest his, uh, ever.
5: Yeah, I think it was his second year he won the MVP. He was rookie of the year's first year and I think he won MVP his second year.
1: So when he got out there in into that magical run through the tournament 2008, he was the best player on the floor, oh absolutely. None.
5: And and let me say this, uh in the uh Derrick Rose era, I remember a post-game press conference, uh, uh Derrick Rose I think it struggled in a game. And uh, they asked him some question. I don't remember what it was, but Calipari said, "Derek knows why he's here. Derek's not here to help us win twenty games. We did that without him. Derek's not here to help us get to the Elite Eight. We've done that more than once without him." He said, "Derek is here to help us win a national championship." And that's pretty bold during the regular season to say when you have to go through a sixty-four team tournament. But uh, I mean, they went all the way to the game. They should have won.
1: Should have won. Uh, you know, and honestly, and I'm not one of these Memphis guys that bashes on Calipari. I understand. He took a Kentucky job. I mean, it's a huge yeah. job. It's like Duke, North Carolina. I'm not going to bash on... I'm thankful that Calipari landed in Memphis, ever landed in that's Memphis, not, and brought the program back to where, okay, to where it was. Okay, but
5: that's not... Let me clarify, though. That's not the problem that... Memphis fans have a problem with Calipari. That's not the problem oh. they have. They don't have a problem with him taking the Kentucky job. They have the problem with him... Uh, skipping town, knowing the NCAA was about to come take away our Final Four.
1: Well, you know, to me, that's only on paper. You can take down the banners, you can't take away the memories. Well, I got the, the memory on it. I got well I got the memories on VHS cassette tape (laughs) so it does that does not matter to me just like if you ask USC about the the run they made I think in 2004 uh, the championship with uh, uh, Reggie Bush I don't think it really matters you can't go back and rewrite history books but anyway Calipari's never really ever been penalized by the NCAA for that the universities have and I understand that but I don't care I I really that does not matter to me I'm so thankful that he uh, even came to Memphis and built the program back up and got got us in that spotlight, that's the thing. Josh Pastner owes all his credibility and all his success to John Calipari, not only for having him on staff, but also putting that spotlight. Because don't do not think for a second that kids are not watching that when you see Memphis and that swagger of Memphis in the making these tournament runs and these Elite Eight and this Final Four and this championship hey. game. Kids see that. That's why they sign with the university. a university. It really doesn't matter about the coach.
5: Do a little search over there, Adam. Find out if Brandon's related to Calipari or something.
1: Hey, hey, right. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm not. I'm, not I'm, just, I'm saying I'm not here. I'm, I'm not going to be one of those guys that ever bashes on Perry. but uh, the future is here, and Penny Hardaway has already solidified that future. And I think next year is magical. Though, although, you know, going back to what you were saying, Chad, I'm not, I'm not for you know, uh, you know, bypassing this season or fast forwarding at all because I think we do have a chance to make the tournament number one because our conference is going to be now.
3: I, I, uh-huh. I
5: after watching uh, this team uh, now for three games. I feel like, uh, well, really watching two games and then catching highlights of the other one because I was on the air. But uh, what I've seen, they're a lot better than I expected them to be. They're coming together. They came together quick. They all play together well. I didn't expect everybody to be able to adapt uh, to Penny that quickly, the people that were here before. But everything is gelling. They look great. They held their own against LSU. I didn't think that would happen. And then they gutted out that double overtime win against Yale. Uh, The team looks really good this year. And I didn't think, at the beginning of the year, I thought the NIT would be a good year. Uh, Now, I think they have a shot at the NCAA tournament.
1: Well, I do, because like I was saying, the conference is going to be down. Wichita State is not the Wichita State y'all are going to be used to. Okay, They've already already got upset uh, once or twice. Um, so the conference is not going to be that strong, even compared to what it has been. Uh, so Memphis is going to have a chance in there, and I think it's going to make Hardaway's job a little bit easier this year because of the guys he has, what's left over from the tubby Air and with the backcourt he has now and Alex Lomax and Tyler Harris, it's going to be one of those teams where you don't have to really think. You go out there, play hard defense, press, run up and down, and score the basketball. There's not a whole lot of thinking and half-court sets involved in that, so this year we're going to be fine. And, and you're talking about, Chad, just through three games. When these guys finally get some right. college experience, under their belt and start banging around with some different teams, which is AdvoCare Invitational, is really going to help that. Uh, they're going to gain experience quickly because they're that good, uh, and they're Memphis, and it's just it's just a team that the whole city is going to be able to rally around before you know ahead of that magical season that we're going to have next year, and hopefully make big things happen. But uh, I, I'm I'm excited to see this team uh, play in the AdvoCare Invitational yeah, I, and just through
5: the whole season. And like you said, it's only been three games, but I mean, I've watched basketball for a long time, and I I I, uh, I like to think of myself is fairly intelligent when it comes to being able to evaluate a basketball team. And uh, I'm telling you, this is a good team. They've already gelled. I thought it would take them 10 to 12 games to get to the point they're at now. And so I'm, I'm impressed. And I've been impressed with the to, – to me, the, the players are smart on the floor. They're, do, they're fouling smart, which is a big thing. I think basketball IQ, knowing when to foul is huge. And well, I've
1: never, I've probably never been more impressed, or satisfied, or happy with a nine-point loss on the road than I was that LSU because yeah. they got some ta- LSU has some talent, well, and that was not an easy environment. It was a true road game, and yes. those guys punched back. And our feel, Tigers punched back several
5: times. I felt like too that the, and this is where I'm impressed with Penny as a coach already, is I felt like Penny. Kept LSU from running away with that game with his coaching,
1: uh, right? And the timeouts, the, the well-placed the timeouts, timeouts, the, right time. the yep.
5: well-placed yep. timeouts is what kept LSU from winning that game by twenty. And, and a point,
1: uh, I, and a point I failed to make it when we were talking about Calipari in the championship game is I truly believe, okay, Calipari got the guys there, he got Derrick Rose there, but uh, in the final whatever that was ninety seconds, he blew it as a coach. I think Absolutely he blew the entire
5: blew game as a coach, and I'll tell you why because he didn't substitute. And all year long, yeah, left he Rose had been regularly game. substituting the guys on the bench in. And he only subbed one guy, I think, in the entire game. And Derrick Rose played the entire game. Never came out for a breather. Now, I know, I remember that uh, Andre Allen uh, was, uh, was it Andre Allen? Are, am I remembering that? not uh, Yeah, yeah, it was Andre okay. Allen, right, that, uh, passed the, that didn't pass the drug test, and so he couldn't play. And he would have been the one who spelled Derrick Rose. Uh, and I feel like that made a huge difference, too. But I feel like the lack of substitutions for breathers on top of the uh, foul situation at the end when I'm screaming at the TV to foul the guy yeah, uh, you, you, can't, you, know. you
1: can't lose a nine-point lead with a minute and a half to go in the national championship game. Yeah, you just
5: can't. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. basically, yeah, that's right. And somebody else that's not going to get,
6: I know they won't give any credit to, or I feel like it's kind of due to him. and I know most of them might even disagree with me, is Tubby set Memphis up to be in this situation even with, you know, it's it's helped with, uh, with the players being ready. They're smarter than they were. He's got them ready. And the schedule. You can tell the schedule this year is Tubby. That's Tubby.
1: Well, and also the thing about Tubby is I'm not going to bash on him again because I am so thankful Penny Hardaway is here. I think he's the future. This is his job for the next 20, 25 years if he wants it. But Tubby was not going to recruit or bring in um, uh, dumb guys. Can I just say that? You know, are are not committed guys, you know. Uh, And, you know, that's kind of why he got rid of some of the guys he did without mentioning names. He took
6: out the the garbage and then transitioned into – he made the transition for Penny very. I mean, Penny's he, a good coach. We know he's going to do well.
1: But he taught those guys. Tubby taught those guys so much in two years. I, you know, we lost was, the best X's and O's coaches we've ever had for yeah. sure. But uh, I understand. we I, I always, where we're at.
5: I always thought that Tubby and I was. I, I always thought that Penny would succeed Tubby, uh, and because I thought that Tubby, that Tubby was only going to be no. here about four or five years anyway. Yeah. Uh, no matter what happened. But, uh, uh, you know, I didn't like the way it went down. But, yeah, I got nothing bad to say about Tubby. But I got nothing bad to say about Penny either because uh, I, I always thought that he would be the future coach. And we're going to know what we got
6: really soon because oh, uh, well, December 15th if I was is going to tell you everything you need to I know.
5: If I was him, uh, uh, after the recruiting of James Wiseman today and the uh, reaction of the fan base, I'd just retire. Because nobody's going to ever love you more than they love you right now. <laughs> I mean, oh, today honestly, I've been hearing the crap. You, you, you had uh, a thought in my hand on the national you, title. Ask John Calipari. It can turn. I,
1: I don't <laughs> think it's. I don't think it's ever going to turn on Hardaway though. It will. Yeah, the what. Will slowly this. burn out like it did with Finch. But well, it, but I, it turned I, I think, on Finch. I think Hardaway. That's exactly what yeah, I was going to bring Hardaway's up. Hardaway's different. I, I think Hardaway's going to. Different, different, different level than
5: that. He's not that different because, and it's hard for us because we weren't. We weren't. Alive when Finch was a player, and and Finch wasn't as big of an NBA player as Penny. I'll, I'll give you that, but Finch was before Penny. Larry Finch was the best player that had ever played at the University of Memphis. He took him to a championship against UCLA, coached by John Wooden, and uh, so and if it hadn't been for uh, Walsh going off, then uh, they they could have won a championship. Then Larry Finch was a legend at Memphis. He stayed around long enough that it turned on him.
6: And what, Here's a wild card scenario for you, though. What if you talk about it fading away with Penny and all that? Say, because of his NBA clout, I keep on saying NFL, and all that. Say he goes next year, Wiseman, all of them come in, they make a run, they get to the title, Final Four, something like that. All of a sudden, one of the NBA team comes calling.
3: It's oh, not going to happen.
6: He's not it's going to happen. I, now,
5: that that I don't sure believe that? will happen. Hard Hardaway sure will yeah, never I'm take sure an NBA that.
1: job. Hardaway will also never take another college job. All, why, this is why. This is oh, so now, I believe
6: college.
5: Yeah, I believe
6: he wouldn't I'm take sure another that, college job. I'm
5: here's sure. the here's but
6: the first NBA. Thing. I'm not so sure.
5: Well, let me tell you this. Th- this is why that won't happen. If they go to a, if they win the championship next year, which I don't think that's going to happen, but if they win, I mean, it could. I guess. Uh, it, I'm if just saying, they, even get there. Like, if if
3: Final they,
6: four or other schools. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
5: But things. no NBA team is going to be wanting him. Kevin Ollie didn't get NBA offers after winning his first yeah, but one. Yeah, He's not, he's with, uh, not right. No, it's not
1: the same kind of swag in NBA. And the NBA realizes that you know NBA execs realize that this is a little bit different game. But a part of the success that Hardaway is having now, and the why I think this is a totally different game, and really kind of revolutionizing college basketball recruiting, is because you've got an All NBA staff. If you're an NBA prospect, if you're a one and done, oh, yes. who do you want to oh, go gosh. play for? Look.
5: There's no, I, yeah. There's no doubt about that. He's Penny has put together the perfect storm for himself for the next few years, and I, that's all I'm saying is I hope that it never gets to a point where the fan base, uh, uh, the fan base turns on him. I, I really don't want to see that. I didn't really want to see it with uh, Larry, although Larry had been mediocre for long enough. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, I actually, I absolutely think that he'll be uh he'll be a great coach and if he continues on the path that he's on now i mean he'll be a legendary coach for the university of memphis whoa did you just see that uh they uh look like an earthquake um but uh it was just this thing moving uh but no uh uh i i absolutely uh think that uh, penny's don't let me take anything away from that penny is going to be great now i also think though uh, i i'm with you brandon i now if he did go to the nba after a few years I wouldn't have a problem with it.
6: You wouldn't, but I bet you that would be a lot.
5: No, I just...
1: I can see the I just, city I don't think it's going to happen. I don't, I don't think see so. It I think this is his final coaching job. I really do. I really do. If the Grizzlies job was open? <laughs> well, okay. Now, uh, well, well, let's that's take it saying. one step at a time, but <laughs> yeah. possibly.
3: No, yeah, and then the
1: city would still love him. Right. Yes, that is intriguing. Yeah, and th- that would be one of the greatest stories ever told, period.
3: Yeah,
5: I mean, you, and, and to be honest with you, I do It's not that I think that he would never take an NBA job. I, 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 you know, and to me, that's his best move. Is to have to me his best move is to have uh, uh, eight nine good years here. And then take an NBA job, uh, and, and then you preserve your long. legacy here, no matter what happens. Well, and you
1: got to remember how we even got into high school coaching because it was his best friend, you know. Um, and uh, it was is more of a sentimental thing. It's not like Hardaway decided, you know, once his NBA career was done, that hey, I'm going to be a legendary high school coach. He got into it by almost like uh, I don't know, just just circumstance, you know, right. um, it, almost like a divine intervention that he even got the hand of god placed on his uh shoulder saying this is what you need to do and uh, you know so it's just kind of it's 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 it seems like it's so fitting the way it's all fell into place and yeah, um, you know, I, I'm like I, you.
5: I, now I think it would be a beautiful story if he was at Memphis for a, a while and, and won a national championship or two at Memphis and then went on to coach the Grizzlies to an NBA championship. It'd be, it'd be beautiful. There's only one coach, though, that has ever won both an NBA championship and an NCAA championship. So, uh, you know, it's still Larry Brown is the only person that's ever done it. Uh, so it's a lofty goal but I mean they're buddies so (laughs)
6: that's why I'm saying you got situations that you're not thinking about right now because everybody's all caught up in the hoopla of what's going on in the near time and you're thinking oh Wiseman's here say you have a good year next year like that say he flips the switch say they make a a crazy sweet 16 run this year then next year you think oh wow that means say they get to the title game next year then all of a sudden what happens if uh, the Lakers decide they fire their coach and LeBron comes "Hey, hey buddy why don't you you know we need an ex NBA because you got Magic out there. He well, knows I guess Penny. my thing to that why is why wouldn't he take it why wouldn't you want that
5: as a Memphis fan? You would. Well, I'll take I mean, that. I'll yeah, take. I'll take say one year championship.
6: Yeah, losing a championship. I'm I'm talking about say you get to that. I didn't say you win a championship. I'm talking about I don't care. They've
1: they've said the same thing about Coach K and look what he's done. I think I, I really do believe we have a possible Coach K scenario on our hands because I don't think I don't think it's in Penny's heart to do anything else but coach tiger wait, basketball right now I,
6: I i believe that but i just well I just what know. i'm He's saying so is that,
1: it's not that,
5: that it, so what if he leaves is what i'm saying if he no. if he does if well, he wait, achieves great things and then leaves who cares yeah but I mean, that's you I, I i've seen how the fan base reacts and it's not you gonna, think the fan base would rather be mediocre for 10 years and or have, have been to a final four for a couple of years and then lose a coach
1: no i don't i don't, I don't see him ever turning on penny i really don't i really don't
6: I, not, not like – I don't mean turn on it. I just think it'll it'll be – the love affair will wean a little bit. A hater. If he after a If he doesn't – I don't know. If he won a title. Hater. Yeah, I think if he wins a title
3: at Memphis. Hate, with, the the
6: recruiting
1: though, it with the recruiting, though, I don't see us missing too many NCAA tournaments. And this is what I've said for the past, I don't know, book – or uh, Calipari era. You still got to coach uh, him.
5: You got to look at Josh right, Pastner. you right. I, I mean, but, I, you know, but it's, still, that's I mean, the how truth. much uh, coaching?
1: We would, we just talked about Calipari and how much coaching is he really doing? I mean, seriously, when you bring in six or seven top fifty or sixty players, come on now, you ain't got to do a whole lot of coaching. Throw them right. out there, little play. You know, though, it's a little. weak in the tournament.
5: It's a little discrediting to Calipari to say that because while it seems like he's just giving them a ball and telling them to go to work. Uh, you got to get guys who were used to being superstars on on their own teams to learn how to play with each other and be unselfish. So there is coaching involved.
1: My my thing is, uh, and this is where I see the Tigers, because we're never going to be in the SEC. We're never going to be in really – it doesn't look like in a Power 5 conference. We need to be the Gonzaga – of college basketball of the South, there's no reason why we can't be. Right. What that means is making the tournament at least four out of every five years, and Sweet Sixteens, half of that. Right. And there's no reason why we can't be the Gonzaga of the South. Hey. And I think Penny definitely covers that. I, I hope think he, so. Uh, he, he is the Mark Few of our program right now, uh, even bigger. And um, I, I hope so. I, I well, think bigger that's than it that, Yeah,
5: I, I hope so. I love Penny. And and then the other thing I hope is that uh, Chris Rock comes back as Little Penny at some point. These, these, hey, are, my, these are my,
1: my two only thoughts. regret my only regret, and I know this may sound bad for a lot of Mithisoks and a lot of uh Bass Pro fans, but well, my only regret is the pyramid is Bass Pro now because 'cause I'd love to go back and play several games in the pyramid I, know, the I think that doom, was the right? perfect college environment. That was the absolute absolutely.
3: perfect college Look, environment.
5: We gotta go. Uh we haven't talked to any NFL, but we'll be right back. Uh we're gonna have our picks for college football weekend coming up on US fifty one country 93.5 three five A in the US fifty one country mobile. App.
8: This is Joe Mack with Covington Parks and Recreation. It's basketball season. That means it's
2: Junior Grizzlies season here in Covington. If your 5 to 17-year-old has never experienced a Junior Grizzlies
12: season, they're missing out on a great opportunity. All of our players receive a Junior Grizzlies Nike reversible jersey, one free Memphis Grizzlies home game ticket, and a a once-in-a-lifetime Grizzlies home game experience and a certificate signed by a Grizzlies player. All for only $60, and if you sign them up before November 22nd, it'll only cost you $50. That's right. They get a great youth
8: basketball experience and all those Junior Grizzlies perks for only $50. But hurry, that early
2: bird special only lasts until November 22nd. So if you're ready to give your kids the gift of basketball this holiday
5: season, go to CovingtonTN.com, click on Parks and Recreation, select Youth Sports to sign them up online, or stop by the Sportsplex at 790 Burt Johnston Avenue in Covington.
2: Your Memphis Tigers football team plays a final home game of the season against Houston on Friday, November 23rd. This is Black Friday, and you can't have a game on Black Friday without a great ticket deal. So during the entire week of Thanksgiving, fans can log on to GoTigersGo.com and get $15 tickets or $30 chairback seats. This is also the Tiger Toy Drive game, and we ask all fans to bring a new unwrapped toy to the game in support of some of our less fortunate neighbors. Memphis versus Houston on Black Friday. Get your tickets today and support the Tiger Toy Drive.
12: I've got a great idea I wanna start a business I need shirts for our next reunion I want this presentation to look amazing I need my company logo on my company vehicles the truth is if you ever and I mean ever need anything printed then you need to meet the amazing folks at the UPS store in Millington almost 100 percent of all the work is done in-house and trust me guys if you want the best print work done in all of Tennessee at prices that will literally blow your mind Get to the UPS store immediately. It's right across from Walmart Supercenter in Millington.
13: Hi, I'm Daniel Rogers, owner of Turning Wrenches Auto Repair. If you're having car trouble, look no further than Turning Wrenches in Covington. Turning Wrenches offers expert repair service with ASE certified technicians and a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty. For major repairs, Turning Wrenches installs the highest quality remanufactured Jasper engines and transmissions. Turning Wrenches also is now a certified Yukon Differential Parts installer. We are your one-stop shop for automotive repairs, tires with free road hazard, Diesel repair and Jasper engines and transmissions. Turning wrenches, 7481 Highway 179 in Covington,
7: 901-476-4002. I'm Phil Ramsey. I'm Blake Shankle. And I'm Jimmy Hicks. And we invite you to join us each and every week for Life Song Radio. Every week, we dive into God's Word. And we study different books line by line, verse by verse. We invite you to be a part of it each and every week, right here on US 51 Country 935 FM, airing at 9 a.m. every Sunday morning. It's Life
8: Song Radio.
5: A complete, detailed scouting report from an expert can be the key to victory. That's just what great independent insurance agents deliver. They scout insurance companies for you and recommend winners like Grange. Let
0: McGowan Stitt Insurance show you how Grange's strong value and fast claim service delivers league-leading coverage. Call McGowan Stitt Insurance at 901-476-7137 or visit
7: mcgowan-stittinsurance.com.
5: Products not available in all states.
8: Partly to mostly cloudy this afternoon, high temperatures nearing 80, south winds may be gusting on occasion and tomorrow rain is going to be likely from our approaching cold front. It'll arrive later in the afternoon in the evening with many locations seeing between one and three inches of rain. If you want potential customers to hear your advertising message, put it right here with this weather forecast. Call Sam at 901-831-4073. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers.
5: Final segment, Adam and Chad, US 51 Country, 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app on the line. Brandon Reed from MyFantasySportsTalk.com and Ritter Tube Town, that's channel 11, if you are a Ritter subscriber here in West Tennessee.
1: Hey, hey, um... (laughs) well let me give a my fantasy plug real quick then, okay. uh, while we're here yeah, because go for it. We got so much going on on the website right now. First of all, I know everyone in the area is going to be interested in the Memphis Tigers and the Advocate Invitational. So, uh, me and Dan Schalk going to be there live in Orlando. We'll be bringing you Facebook live videos. We'll be, uh, writing some articles and just keeping you up to date doing press conferences there from the whole tournament. So, uh, definitely that's probably the biggest thing we got going on that I'm so excited for. But Dan Schalk is probably, I found just about as big a college basketball nut as I am, Chad, uh, because Dan is bringing out preview and prediction pieces every single day not to mention all of the uh fantasy football work that we got going on and all of the um entertainment all the movie and um show previews well, that we have going on as well let me say and i'm right just now, i'm just hurt
5: up. i'm just hurt that I, I wasn't invited on this trip to orlando but uh, <laughs> i'll get over it uh they i did want to talk a little bit of nfl before we get to our picks because i wanted to say number one titans it's time to move off mariota that's obvious <laughs> at this point and,
1: yeah, dude, I mean,
5: every time I start believing, they let me down. Yeah, I mean, wh- how do you predict this team? You don't. I predicted it. I knew they were going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you predicted that the up do and down is what he's talking about, though. Oh no, no,
6: I, I, Mariota surprised me with some of his flashes of garbageness, but...
1: Well, I, I mean, I the just, defense, yeah. too, and not just Mariota. Oh, defense yeah, too. Yeah. I, I, I cannot... That was the biggest shock pl- for me. I cannot put my finger on this team and who they are, you know? I'm you, telling you. You beat, you beat Philadelphia, you beat um, New England, and then you turn around... Uh, and lose to well, what I thought was probably the very worst team in the AFC South, right. and oh, probably yeah. hey, AFC
3: lose team's in period. India,
5: yeah, I, uh, I I don't know how you lose to the Colts there. And uh, now, I mean, I will cut the defense a little slack. Dean Pease, the defensive coordinator, went to the hospital in the first quarter, and it's probably tough in the middle of the game to throw somebody else in there, and suddenly they're making all of the situational decisions and all the audibles. But uh, still it's like you said they're they're just a tough team to figure out they're not out of it yet by any means uh but now i if blaine gabbert blaine gabbert is going to have to be a lot better uh or mariota is going to have to be more consistent either way neither one of those guys are your guy and i think even if mariota's on his fifth year option next year you still need to look at drafting a quarterback this year uh,
1: there's other options out there i'm not sold i'll never be sold what year are we of mariota We're, this is his
10: year 4 yeah, so he's in year yeah, 4 guy got right now. a 4 year, year
1: option and I'm not, I mean, I'm just not buying overall the longevity of what I'm seeing. Uh, no, he got either. hurt again. We talked it's, about that weeks ago. He yeah. got hurt again. And I don't and care it's, whether it's performance or injury. If you're not on the field, you're not my guy.
5: Well, it's what happened with Jake Locker. I mean, and and, uh, and honestly, Jake Locker had a little bit more upside. And we thought he was going to be. I remember being you yeah. back
6: when we first saw him come out. I
5: thought, oh, I always
11: thought
6: he going to be great. a pocket guy. He's kind of that West Coast offense kind of thing. And then... It was all my thumb, my butt. Something's always hurting.
1: Well, so. oh, I, I even yeah. thought, uh, what's the name from LSU? Mettenberger.
6: Mettenberger. Oh, I oh, need to absolute trash.
1: I thought he you had been. I, I am mean, not. I'm not saying good because we've seen other LSU quarterbacks come out right, right. <laughs> and be really horrible and overrated, but. I'm just saying I don't think he really got his fair shake, but he's not in the league now, so I'm wrong about that. Right. But uh, we're still looking for that guy is the thing. Right. And and, and the defense has still got an issue because it wasn't like uh, Andrew Luck went out there and threw it 53 times and beat us by attrition. He threw right. it 29 times and completed right. 23 passes. It was precision, 300 mm-hmm. yards, three touchdowns.
6: That's yeah, exactly what it was. Well, now what you can do, because I think me and Chad joked him about this, you get next year. You go through one more crappier of Mariota. You got it. You've already took care of his fifth year option. And then you just plan ahead. And you just Tua will be coming out. Just make sure you don't win enough games so you get a high enough pick, and you trade up and do whatever you do get Tua, and then grab you a couple. of oh, Don't grab a guy from the same high school. <laughs> well, no, he's a different, <laughs> yeah. different breed altogether. No, <laughs> a different different level. But I, I think uh, you get somebody like that. He can. He has the pocket and, and the presence to move when he needs to he's not going to try to run every time and he well, can um, show he's nfl ready
1: but the thing is they're not in tank mode they're kind of like the grizzlies you're almost oh, yeah, winning too much yeah, right, right now right. you know i want dion
5: williamson no 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 doing? yeah 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 no <laughs> right, right. i don't want him to it, it, yeah that's the yeah, other thing old tank. first yeah, of all no, I, don't I don't believe in that. tanking yeah. second of all uh well i don't believe it's a good practice let me say that right. and uh, uh i uh but I'm just saying that there are quarterbacks on the board. Uh, you just should look. I mean, you can get good quarterbacks oh, yeah. well, late. Kid, Aaron Rodgers fell, uh, and Aaron Rodgers was a late pick. Drew Brees was a really late pick. Uh, Tom Brady was a really late pick. I, you know, there are guys out there right. is what I'm
6: saying. Well, you got, Try somebody else. You got Washington State's quarterback, and then you got Greer from West Virginia,
5: those
1: guys. I mean, Well, and you. You and you don't always have to look for rookies. You can if free agent right, yeah. Had Garoppolo not got hurt, we may have been talking about. Teddy Garoppolo. Bridgewater
5: is a backup right. at New Orleans. If if uh, yeah. Breeze is going to stay, then Bridgewater yep. may be looking to move somewhere. Right.
6: Yep. Oh, and speaking of them, Jerry popped on and said, "Who's going to beat them Saints?" Number forty
1: one. Uh, it looks like so. nobody at yeah. this point. Man, how about that game last night? Know, you did yeah. throw the Saints in there too, but last night was <laughs> yeah. epic. Oh, I knew that was it wonderful. was going to be
3: epic. That's it was
5: such two, a great other, game. Probably and the two best teams. Poor Mexico league. City. For not having their uh, yeah. I mean, why couldn't they just put more turf though. on the field?
1: No, I, I saw the field conditions oh, in at terrible. first I was a little bit upset, like, come on, let's have uh, a yeah, yeah. because it would have been a great environment, but I saw the field conditions. Yeah, and and once it was I saw I,
5: I was the same way. When I heard it, I thought, Oh, what are the players doing now? Right. And uh and then when I saw the pictures of the field I thought, Oh, no, I get it. Like, used I, it for I av- would refuse to play there too. <laughs> they
6: used it for an avocado farm. It's, in
5: the I, I can't believe that the I can't believe the soccer players are playing there. Oh, it no, is really. insane. Well, and they the and they said they've been but, through, they've been several had several concerts
1: there at the stadium, Azteca.
5: you you're you're it's a turf uh, surface, and you're the NFL. You ain't got enough money to go throw a turf some turf down on that.
1: I mean, I just not at that late stage in the game because of other stadium events. And I mean, but it's really, you a know, soccer stadium. Who, who
5: dropped the ball? Who dropped the ball and wasn't paying attention? I mean that that thing didn't get well, that bad after yeah, one event. There's an easy
1: There's an easy fix for this, to me. Stop having games across the borders. I am so sick. of I these don't have a problem games. with the Mexico.
5: Don't, the England games I do, but uh the uh I don't have a problem with Mexico.
1: My thing is I don't want to give up a home game. If I'm a, if if I if I'm the Titans, let's just stick to the Titans. If I'm the Titans, I do not want to give up a home game in my stadium, my Nissan stadium in Nashville with my rabbit fans to go anywhere else.
5: Well, and, and I, that's that. there's that's a good point. Uh but I also think that uh I think that the NFL is looking at it to test markets for expansion and I think Mexico Mexico Please. City makes way more sense Ooh, than uh, than England and Canada makes way more sense than England
1: <laughs> That is that is true too. Yeah, I yeah I agree with that. I agree with that. But I don't want to. I do not <laughs> want a franchise in London. While we're playing multiple games in London each year, would be, how? Why do the fans even give a crap about who's playing in these games? What was what was the the four two London games we've had? The four teams playing in London so far this year. Like Jacksonville was one of them. Jacksonville, yeah.
5: Tennessee played uh, Tennessee right. played the Chargers and almost won.
1: Uh, why? Why do the London fans <laughs> even care about this? These
3: games? I don't know.
5: Uh, they have enough fans to fill the stadium, as I understand it. Not much more than that. Uh, but uh, they, they, there are a few since the NFL Europe was out there and stuff. There are a few American style football fans out there.
1: That would be a logistical
5: nightmare.
3: Oh man! To so actually team a team Europe. that's actually based you there, do yeah. not do it.
5: Absolutely, yep. you'd have to put at least two, or it wouldn't yep. make any sense. Uh, and uh, to me, it makes more sense to try to acquire the CFL and integrate uh, integrate a number of those teams in, and then just do away with some of the uh, you know the lesser market teams.
1: Players already hate Thursday night games. What if you're telling them you have to travel two days early to go overseas?
5: Oh, I know, yeah. and uh, play in what would be your morning. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, we got to get to the picks, though, because uh, we are running short on time. Adam, these are the best it is time are. for college football picks, the final week of the regular season.
6: Rivalry week. So, all right, we'll have to move these quick so we can get them all. We got uh, Michigan at Ohio State. I got Michigan in this one. I think it would be close, but i am get
1: Michigan. Uh, this is a tough one. This is going for it all. Um, yeah. Hey. Man, this is so much determines, uh, the playoffs. Um, man, I'm going with Michigan too, uh, because, uh, first of all, I, I don't, I don't really like the pattern that I've seen out of Ohio State. I just don't think they're the stronger team. Uh, first of all, Ohio State got pretty much mollywatt by a Purdue team and then, uh, Maryland th- th- oh, threw, yeah. th- through threw, you know, Game threw, threw it up with them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll have to stick with Michigan.
5: I'll take the Wolverines as well, and uh, I want to know the over-under on Urban Meyer having to leave the game early. (laughs) I mean, uh, uh, I don't know. Look, if he's having a real health problem and he's not overplaying it a little bit, then it's it's terrible, but I will say this, uh, and I do, I tend to think it's a real health problem. I don't think he's acting on the sideline. I, I do think uh, that he's done after this year. There's it's our, the,
1: uh, yeah, it's not the first season. time. Yeah. Yep, it's not the first time.
5: So Yep. All right, and we got the
6: ACC. You got Syracuse at Boston College. This one's tough. I'm going with Syracuse, even though Boston College is kind of the hot team right now, but I'm going with Syracuse. Syracuse kind of fell off a little bit to me.
5: And I don't wish any ill on Urban, by the way. I really don't. I, that was a bad joke, and I should have made it. <laughs>
1: I'm going with Boston College here because they've only lost – well, they lost three games, but two of them were on the road and the one of them was against Clemson, which, um, yeah, I, I picked them to pull the upset, but they, they didn't. And they got handled by Clemson. But I think they're a little bit different team at home, and I'm not completely sold on Syracuse.
5: God, yeah. I, I'm taking the orange. I, I think Syracuse goes into B.C. and uh, gets the win here. And I know I'm in the minority there, but I really do uh, – uh, I've seen both teams play. And I think Syracuse just has a little more grit than Boston College has. Boston College is more finesse, but Syracuse is more grit, and I think Syracuse wins this game. All right, then we got uh, Florida
6: versus Florida State. This is in Tallahassee. It's easy pick. I'm going with Florida. Florida State's just not the normal Florida State. This should be an easy pick.
1: Yeah, this is not a game this year. Florida State is is not that good.
6: Gators. No yeah, no doubt. Then we got uh Florida International versus the Marshall the Marshall Thundering Turd. I'm going with Florida International on this one. Did you
1: say what'd you say Marshall Thundering? <laughs> the thundering turd. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just, I didn't know if I heard that right. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go with your team there, uh Adam, uh Florida International.
5: I'm going Marshall. I I, I picked Marshall in the upset. Florida Internationals has uh, been getting a little lucky, and uh, the Thunder and Herd are more of a steady team, plus they love upsets. I, I'm going with the Herd. All right. Then we got
6: we'll go down to uh, the Sun Belt. Uh, Troy versus Appalachian State. I'm going with Troy. Appalachian State's usually that stunner. I think it'd go either way, but Troy's just been a good team this year.
1: Troy has been good. I've seen Appalachian State up close. Impersonal. Uh, they are. They are the home team. They have given up seven points in their last three games. Each in the sun belt uh while scoring a lot um they 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 manhandled more uh arkansas state they really did they they pushed them out in the second half and just uh declared their dominance so um i and I have not seen really anything from Troy outside of you know week one possible surprise uh against Penn state so um or i'm sorry uh um, that was app, wasn't it? That was app, but yeah. So that's another. Yeah, that's something else for apps. Apps resume right, right there. So yep, yeah, I'm I'm going. Yep, I'm going with app over Troy.
5: I got Troy. I mean, even though I, I, you know, they're far by far the underdog in this game for all the reasons that you said. Uh, I think I like Troy. I like what I've seen. I've seen both teams play, and uh, I like Troy's chances in this game on the road. All
6: right. Then we got another easy pick: UAB at Middle Tennessee. They're playing up in Nashville or Murfreesboro. It's um, UAB all the way here. They're nine and two. They've just been
1: the only two losses are to big boys. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll go with UAB, uh, the road team there. Um, and uh, that uh, that one one of their losses is to Coastal Carolina, although it was early in the season. Uh, so, you know, that's that's something to, I don't know, kind of raise your brow about. Yeah, yeah that's yeah.
5: true. But uh, they've been dominant ever since then. I'll take UAB, the visiting team here, but close, very close. Middle Tennessee is very good. Oh, too. it'll be a good game. These yeah. are two really good group of five teams here.
6: Oh, yeah. It'll be a great game to watch. Then we got uh, Auburn at Alabama. They're playing in Tuscaloosa. Of course, I'm going to Alabama on this. this. This game, after they play like they in Citadel, it could get scary, but I, I think Alabama handles, takes care of the business. Auburn's just not what they've been.
1: No, and I've said all year, this Alabama team is on a different level. I know you could say that just about every year, but I think they're on a really different level. They are so far you know, ahead of the pack, I think, this year, uh, Alabama.
5: And he lines up for a 53-yard field goal. <laughs> yeah. Won't be none of that crap this year. No. <laughs> and he's going to take it all the way, <laughs> we'll and Auburn's going to win the football game. We'll we'll only. You don't have to learn that lesson once. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, I got Alabama. Right. I, You it, know, I it, it's. Uh, I don't think we're going to see kick six this time. No.
6: Then we got still staying in the SEC. You got LSU at Texas A&M. Um, I'm going to take LSU. I, I think Texas A&M could pull this off because they're at home. The 12th man might strike, but – I'm
5: just going with the safer pick. I think LSU is probably
6: going to edge this one out.
1: LSU's
5: defense is too tough. LSU. Yeah, LSU. Uh, Texas a and is too inconsistent for me. Uh, yeah, they're they're just they're they're probably not as good as their record says. Right.
1: No, I agree with you
6: there. Uh, then we got Notre Dame at USC. This one's going to be out at USC, but I still
1: that much I hate to give Notre Dame any kind of credit.
6: I hope USC pulls the stunner, but I think Notre Dame will win
1: this game. Uh, don't get me started on the guy. I heard you guys about your conference championships and the tournament, and all, everything like that. I'm with, a, I'm for eliminating conference championship games. Period. Having a 16 team playoff. That's how you decide who's the better teams. And the SEC West is part of is part of my rationale for that because uh, there's two teams in the sec west probably each year for the past ten years that could have won the national championship right. it just happens one of them is alabama and they uh, fight the battle of attrition but um I, i'm with notre dame here Um uh, usc's not not murder. really usc
5: this is going to be a murder <laughs> I, I mean uh i'm sorry californian dave but uh i think he I, I, I honestly think this will be the and i hate to say it because i like clay helton I think this will be it. Yeah, this is me this and, is going to be. Me and Clay Dave Holmes. talked about that. Could Clay Helton will yeah, get yeah. fired after this game, yeah. uh, and Notre Dame will win by three to four to five scores. It could be ugly. It could it's be really ugly? Yeah. really ugly. He won't even make
6: it to the bus. No. <laughs> but then the last game on the slate: Utah State at Boise State. They're playing on the Smurf turf. I, I think Utah State gets them. Uh, Utah State's oh, yeah. just been tough, and Boise just isn't the same Boise they've been. I mean, they're nine and two, but still, they're not the same as when Peterson was there.
1: So I'm going to Utah State. Yeah, although that hurts me because it's my former Arkansas State guy at the helm there on the on the Smurf turf. But uh, I gotta have to agree with you. Utah State is pretty, pretty, pretty deadly this year. Um, I think they're the better team. I,
5: yeah, I think so too. Uh, Utah State. Although, I mean, this is for their side of the conference. Winner wins their side of the conference, and then goes on to the conference championship. Presumably, wins that game because the other side of the Mountain West is not that good. And if UCF stumbles, that the Mountain West champion will be the one in the New Year Six more than likely. So Boise knows all of that. Watch out for them. I'm giving this to Utah State, but this is going to be a great game too. You'll have to stay up late to catch it, but because uh, it doesn't start until 10:15 p.m. Battle on the Smurf turn. But uh, drink some coffee and watch. It's going to be a good <laughs> one. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Brandon. And thanks to everybody for Adam Craig and everybody else here at the Greatest Broadcasting Studios. I'm Chad Gatlin. See ya.